Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyerup904.com. He dropped the throw. Looking, looking, fires middle of the field, and that ball is picked off! It is picked off by Ray John Jenkins! He's running it back along the right sideline! That is going to be a touchdown! That is going to be a touchdown! The Jags are going to win it on a Ray John Jenkins pick six! Are you kidding me? How good is that? How about them Jags? I feel like I live in the best city in the world. I could get a job offer in Dallas or anywhere else. I'd stay right, right where I am. You stay hey, there? Listen, y'all keep, y'all keep it just how you are because I'm about 20 minutes from the TP Stadium course. I'm about 25 minutes from the ocean. I am about 30 minutes from Amelia Island. I am, you know, 40 minutes from St. Augustine. I can play the best golf course in the world, go to a fabulous restaurant, and spend the night on the beach. Enjoy Fort Worth, boys. Knock it out at Six Flags tonight. Little brother just throat punched your big stupid butt, didn't we? Yes, sir! Rise and shine! Guggen! In file, baby! Get in line! No longer in the hunt, in the driver's seat. Your Jacksonville Jaguars after, oh, how fun was that yesterday at the stadium? My man, E.T., what was that atmosphere like down there? Man, that jump was electric. That was playoff football Oh, it felt good. It felt real good. We felt that at the end of uh, 2017. But at the end of 2017, uh, the stadium wasn't comprised, you know, just about halfway of the visiting fans. But let me tell you something I'm sort of kind of now like getting into. Like I'm taking a little bit extra now. Look, I'd always rather it be 67,000 screaming Jags fans all partying and, and, and grooving together. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of nice seeing these big mouth opponent fans come walking into our stadium acting like they're something and then just smacking them in the face and sending them home a loser. I hope you enjoyed that $300 upper deck ticket. Jackass. The airport's that way. There it goes. There's I-10. There's 95. Get on one of them and get out. Zeus's. <laughs> Have fun at Six Flags, boys. Knock it out. Hey, holla at me. Yeah, where are you guys at? Uh, funny story. Follow up on that. Those jackasses got on Twitterless Jeff's Twitter page, which doesn't exist. <laughs> they try to come at me at, the, at, a, at a page that I've literally never visited in my life. It's not my fault it has 2,000 followers. The win. It hasn't even been posted. There, there hasn't even been a post. Like, the, whoever made the fake page hasn't even fake posted in eight years. And that's who we're dealing with with the bench or the score or the ticket, whoever the hell they were. Oh, we stuck it to those Dallas Cowboys. And like I said, uh, by the way, um, terrific call by Frank on that last play. You could feel it there, man. It just popped out of him. That was some genuine excitement and enthusiasm. And we're in victory formation on a Monday. And we're going to have some fun today. It includes breakfast with Pacelli. We're going to go through every angle of this this just changing of fortunes here in Jacksonville, man. The losing days are past. We got ourselves a winner. I. <laughs> if you sold your ticket, I'm sure it was probably worth it for you financially. But man, that that moment you will never ever get. You will never. You will not get the experience. Yeah, you that, man. You, you you missed. Yeah, you missed out on a great one yesterday. Hopefully, uh, in years to come. 
uh, that's not going to be a problem because you're going to want to be there. And, man, it was just uh, terrific, and it didn't look good, did it? It's a crazy weekend in the National Football League. We'll get to all all of the just the hijinks from what we've seen the last few days. But the Jaguars are part of that history. Three teams yesterday came from 17 points down, or this weekend came from 17 points down uh, to win. That hasn't happened since 1995. I mean, so we're going way back. Uh, the Jags, one of those. It was 27-10, third quarter. Trevor had thrown a, a pick, and it didn't look good, man. Uh. It, did, it didn't have that feel of, oh, man. It felt like, okay, well, we made a good run. We pushed back as much as we can. We're still a little bit away, so, oh, well. And then uh, Trevor Magic did his thing. But, I, you know, I got to be honest. I, I know Trevor is the story overall, and his play yesterday was, once again, spectacular. Just unbelievable. He's catching... Uh, he's getting top five rankings now around the league. By the way, I've now upgraded the cost of Trevor. I, I now would trade Trevor for Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, and that's it. <laughs> right? I'm not kidding. That's it. I'm not. I don't. And and look, Herbert and Burrow and and Hertz are are good slash great. I'm not giving you Trevor Lawrence for any of them. And man, that's just this dynamic shift that we've seen really since London. You know, we'd seen pieces of it along the way. He's had good games. He had good games last year. He had some good games early this season. But, man, we are now seeing what a confident, ever-increasing in, in knowledge quarterback looks like. And he's just fantastic. And we're going to hop on his back. We're going to ride him to MVP season. We're going to ride him to a Super Bowl. And it's all here for us. Finally, the worm has turned. And so, big picture, it's just about Trevor Lawrence and what this guy's able to do. Let me ask you a question, honestly. When the Jags made the stop on, uh, you know, got the three and out after Trevor's fumble, and they punted, didn't you know he was going to go get it? I knew it. I swear. I I, swear I knew it. That's what I'm saying. That's why I bring it up. I had no doubt. I'm like, all right, we still in this. I had no doubt that Joker was going to take us down and at least tie the game, and he did. That's saying something. That is saying something, man. That's what you think when Mahomes or Burrow or any of these guys get the football. That's what you're thinking. It's exactly what I thought yesterday, and it's exactly how it played out. All right, I'm going to give you a rare uh, talk show mea culpa from a narrative that would have been, all right, because I'm big enough to admit this, all right? So the Jags get that, that three and you know, that three and out stop lane that leads to the, to, the, to the field goal that ties. But by the way, kudos to the kicker. Right? I mean, banged one through, they called the timeout, knocked another one through. We could have had an ugly conversation this morning about the kicker, but uh, kudos to Riley Patterson for getting us to overtime. Kudos to two. Well, I'm going to get to him. Trevor is the overall narrative. Yeah. Have a day, Rayshon Jenkins. I, I hope I'm not being too bombastic. I think it's the best game by a defensive player in Jaguars history. The dude had 20 tackles. Two interceptions and a walk-off pick six. Probably the best game ever. Go find me a Jaguars (laughs) defender who had a better game in the history of the franchise. So, more on Rayshon, who deserves the kudos coming up. But, despite the Jags with that three and out to end regulation and getting the ball back, man, I, I wasn't real confident about that either. That defense still yesterday gave up a lot for some big turnovers, right? Rayshon had two. All right. When the Jags got it, was it fourth and two from the 33 in overtime, right? They won the toss. 
I think they had a sack. They got some yards back. Ultimately, it was fourth and three from like the 32-yard line. I swear I would have gone for it. I didn't trust giving it back to the defense with the with the Cowboys just needing a field goal. Trevor and the offense had been in such a role making every make-or-break play that they'd had to make for the last hour. I, I really would have been okay if Doug Peterson had kept the offense on the field and gone for it there and tried to, to keep control of the ball, the clock, and the game. Because I'll also say that I thought they were going to kick it off and we were going to go right down the field, score the touchdown, and win it that way. So, oh boy, am I glad to give you that disclaimer. I'm so glad that, that it, you know, I'm usually the other way. Usually a coach, or in this case Peterson, would, and I'd be like, what are we doing? Or why don't we kick the points? Or I, I, I would have been tempted to go for it there. Uh, but instead, he trusted a defense that got the big three and out. And after a couple of chunk plays, it didn't, you know, it didn't look good. I was doubling down. Ah, we should have gone for it as Dallas drove to midfield. And then the play heard around the world yesterday, certainly around the Jaguars world, um, was a Rayshon Jenkins pick six. Uh, just a, a total team win. I mean, think about it. Not just offense, defense, special teams, because they all played a part, but even the elements within those three important segments. And what I mean is the pass game and Trevor over 300 yards, another 110 passer rating, just spectacular. This is just spectacular, man. We just hop on Superman's back. We're going to get a high flying view of the NFL for the next decade. You know, injuries aside, which, you know, I'm not, I'm not a bit worried about. We are, we're sitting in the moneymaker now, boys. We're in a private jet. Captain Trevor Lawrence is going to take us to places in the NFL these next to 10 years that we have not been as a franchise. And I'll, and I mean Super Bowls and MVP conversations. That's where we're headed with 16. Oh, my. It's just glorious, isn't it? It's just glorious. But Trevor had a big day. Well, guess what? Travis Etienne returned, didn't he? Now, he didn't have the big splash plays at the end of the game when Trevor's arm and Zay Jones, you know, hands. We're getting us back in this football game, but a lot of chunk runs for ET, and he went over 100 yards yesterday. So, from an offensive standpoint, Trevor goes over 300. ETN goes over 100. All right, so you're 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 handling both sides there. Well, there's a little bit more. I mean, to to be honest, for for the most part, the they, they were not penalized much. Right? The flags didn't come down all day on, on the Jaguars. In fact, uh, let's see, for the day, um, four penalties, 37 yards. Now, they did have some turnovers, right? Trevor with that fumble, man, it was so good for that defense to pick him up and give him a chance at the end of the regulation. But Trevor had that fumble. He also ha- had an interception. I had a perfect view of that when I was standing up uh, on top of the the south end zone, and it was just like, as soon as he threw it, like, oh, my God, it's going right to him, and it did. Um, they they protected uh, Trevor Lawrence pretty good yesterday, man. One sack against the team, had 48 coming in, and they did that losing tackles twice. Another, you know, Walker Little, man. Walker Little came in, played some right tackle. Cam got hurt, moved him to left tackle, uh, did a good job. So, uh, the offense, not just offense, defense, special teams, total team win, but within those units, 
they won. All right? So you got you got that on offense. Well, let's go to defense. You had two huge turnovers. You had a pick six. You sacked Dak Prescott three times. And you won the running game battle <laughs> by a lot, 192 to 154. Cowboys are good, man. That's a good team we beat yesterday. And it's two weeks in a row that some very timely turnovers helped lead the way, right? And then you go to special teams, which I thought were excellent. Um, you, you, you Look, you know what you're getting with, with Cook. That dude's just going to punt it a mile high and a mile long every time. But uh, don't underestimate... You know, Riley Patterson stepping in in a big-time situation at the end of the game. We lose all momentum. All playoff hopes are gone. If he doesn't knock through a very difficult 48-yard field goal, not once but twice, right? I mean, that's we you take them for granted when you when they make them, and I get it. But that's a lot of pressure, and he, and he again, knocks the first one through. Understand, Riley Patterson's had his moments this year where we needed him, and he didn't come through. But you feel like the kicker situation is settling itself out. You feel like this foot, this team is playing the best they have in a long time, and yet you still feel like better is yet to come. And it just a total euphoria yesterday at the stadium. It was a glorious Sunday with a blue cloudless sky, sunshine, perfect temperature, perfect outcome, and it sure feels good for you 30,000 Dallas Cowboy fans to go bleep yourself. And it was beautiful. Go bleep yourself, <laughs> you loudmouth, obnoxious, chanting fools. GTH. I was right there, I was right there chanting right there with them. They were there. All of my chest. Yeah, they were there. I saw them. I was around the stadium yesterday. I got outside that press box a little bit. They let me out of the zoo. I went bouncing around that stadium. I keep out of everyone's way. But I see you there, you big mouth, do-nothing fan base. And you, you, you monkey clowns out there in Dallas, you want some more this morning? Jackasses? Holla at us. Huh? 207. Yeah. 707. Yeah. You want to call again? You want to kick it around, big brother? Yeah. Go to your room. No supper. This is the drill. I'm going to take you inside that happy locker room. When we come back on the other side, we got more sports to get to as we move along today. But it was just a, a glorious day. And again, um, let me take it to the next step. If the Jaguars win the next three games, the Jaguars win the AFC South and go to the playoffs. Ooh, you're talking Sim- dirty to me. I kind of Sim- like it. Simple as that. There's no ifs or whats or this has to happen or that doesn't. Those Chargers made a sweat, didn't they? Those silly jokers out there out west. They made a sweat yesterday. But it's all set up now. The Jags are a game behind, and if they went out, it'll include a season ender over the Tennessee Titans, which would give the Jaguars the tiebreaker and the division title. That's where we are. Three steps to the postseason. And don't you feel like we're going to do it? Listen, this Jets game on Thursday is going to be tough. We got plenty of time to talk about that, uh, you know, this upcoming week. But today we celebrate, Nation. We celebrate in victory formation. Your Jacksonville Jaguars have done it again at home with a big-time win over a big-time team and now starting to establish 
ourselves as one of those playoff contenders you're going to have to worry about. So, uh, Breakfast with Baselli at 8. Matt Every going to spend an hour and a half with us this morning. He'll come in at 8.30. Uh, we got content, content, and more content as we celebrate our football relevance. Don't stop here. Don't stop here. I'll go play anybody in the AFC on a Sunday afternoon and take my chances, gang. With the confidence and the swag this team's playing with, with the belief and the talent of the quarterback, with the with the calm, measured approach of a God, what a good coach Doug Peterson is, man. What a good coach he is. So, don't, by the way, I amended the who would you trade Trevor for. It's now down to two. I'm not trading him for Burrow. He's Burrow's great. Now, you might not want to trade him for me. Not doing it. Mahomes and Allen will talk. There's not another quarterback in the National Football League that I would trade Trevor Lawrence for. And let me also expand the warning. I said after last week, AFC South's got a problem. Uh Uh-uh. No, 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 no. NFL. The NFL's got a Trevor Lawrence problem. Yeah. yeah. Good luck, boys. Good luck figuring it out. Because this kid's 23. He just turned 23. But in fairness, here on a Monday, have a day, Rayshon Jenkins. My player, on a day where Trevor did that, player of the game, number two. By the way, he didn't have a great year last year. We'll get into some of that as we go along today as well. But, man, when you need another sign of a good team, when you need someone to step up, they step up. You get a tackle injured, the guy comes in, he does fine. You have injuries at other positions. Look, Trayvon Walker didn't play yesterday. It's a number one pick. I don't know how you measure value. The defense looked pretty similar as it does every uh, Sunday, but guys stepped up. Arden Key had a sack and a half. Guys, that you know, when we needed them yesterday, uh, they stepped up, and they have been, and you got a team that's red hot, that's confident with an A-plus quarterback. That, that's a dangerous equation um, as the Jags start to hit. And, and what's so exciting about this is no matter how this season ends, uh, we're winning the division next year, and we're fixing to own this thing for a lot of years to come because we finally hit a grand slam home run with a draft pick. And granted, it fell right to you, and it would have been hard to mess it up, but I guess you could have. You could have got suckered into Zach Wilson or even Justin Fields, who's a terrific runner, but will never be Trevor Lawrence in the NFL uh, you know, pantheon of great quarterbacks, at least if you don't, at least if you ask me. So, all right, let's come back and hear from uh, some of the winners. Doug Peterson, uh, Trevor Lawrence, more from the Jaguars notebook. I... I really enjoy following the national coverage after a big win like that for the Jags and after two in a row, in fact, right? I found myself going to football night in America, which I never watch. You know, I watch when, once I get home, I watch the red zone run out, and then I take a little hour break uh, before I check out the Sunday night game. But when the Jags are, are hot and, and relevant like they are, I want to watch football night. I want to hear what they're saying about the Jags and Trevor and, and our chances. So um, just so much fun. In victory formation, this is The Drill. It's the Monday morning quarterback, divorcemenonly.com. We're back uh, with more next. You can reach us at the email at thedrill at 1010xl.com. And uh, as always, the Texan designed by Lifetime Enclosures at 
Phil fires, got a man One, down there. Zay Jones is down there. Makes it get to the 20. Inside the 15 seven, to the 10 to the 5. Touchdown, Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence to Zay Jones. Belief has always been there. Um, you know, and, and Trevor's done a great job of just running, running the show, running the team, you know, doing what he's capable of doing. And, um, you know, just so happy for him, but but really for the whole the whole team. But just the guys, the guys are starting to believe in themselves too, you know, and, and that's that's important down the stretch and, and um, uh, just a tremendous win by, by everybody. All three phases had a hand in it. Yeah, they feed off of each other, man. When you get a when you get a confident, cocksure quarterback like Trevor Lawrence, there's just they, they you buy in, man. You buy into the captain of the ship, and this dude, man, he's filling out right in front of us, isn't he? This is beautiful. That's just the, that's what you need to send Dallas right there. Just from our Twitter page to theirs. Here's the funny. I told you guys those jackasses try to hit, you know, rip me on Twitter. I'm not even on Twitter. I'm Twitterless Jeff, boys. You can't do it. I'm untouchable. That might be the biggest win. <laughs> yeah, I'm untouchable, you idiots. You just went to you. <laughs> uh, anyway, so people are like, you guys should call Dallas. You should call Dallas. I'm not calling Dallas. I did my work against Dallas. I'm not a serial killer. I don't need a trophy. I don't need to revisit the crime scene. We did what we need to do. We stood on that wall and we pelted them with, you know, rocks until they went away. So, yeah, they 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 stepped into a little, we're going to bully the little Jacksonville around on Friday, and they we punched the bully right in the mouth. I appreciate all the feedback, guys. We're just having fun here doing what we're doing. E.T., you know, I'm not on social media. I don't understand the concept of going viral, per se. Yeah, we went viral. But if, right, from a local standpoint, I mean, I was coming at me from all directions. I'm at the game yesterday, four or five Googans. I appreciate what you did. Mike, go get those down. I mean, my mother-in-law sent me a clip, okay? I mean, it's just like all, so how cool was that? That was fun. Glad to represent, man. Glad to represent Duval and Jacksonville and the Jags. Bleep Dallas. We've won more than you jokers have since we came into the league. I don't know who you think you are with this little brother nonsense, but how that worked for you? Love the twinkle, twinkle little star. So just from 1010XL to the bench or the score, whoever the hell they are out there, I misnamed them off the get-go. I think that bothered them. I can't remember what they re- – are they the ticket? Are they some- the fan? The fan, they're the yeah, fan. Yeah, all right. They're our yeah, fans now. From 1010XL, it's Twitter, you know, home Twitter page – to the fans' home Twitter page from your friends in Jacksonville, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. I'm going to send it to them. Send it to them. That's all I will do as far as revisiting, gang. I mean, we we made our statement on Friday, and then our Jacksonville Jaguars made their statement on Sunday. And the statements that Trevor Lawrence is making have now officially been recognized. Let me take you to Frank Schwab, who writes nationally for Yahoo. He's written for other people. This isn't some... This isn't part of the, uh, you know, the, the, the sweatshop CBS boys who are like, you know, 24 years old, just out of college and with the freedom to write whatever opinion they have. This dude's been around the league for a while, okay? And I, I got to read some of these excerpts of what he was saying about our quarterback after yesterday, and I agree. You know, I've been, ahead, I've been leading this line back when Trevor was struggling. I try to tell everyone, don't worry, we're fine. Trevor Lawrence, the least of our worries. Got to let the growth happen. It's happened now. There's no, there's no going back anymore. He's gonna have a bad game. He's gonna have a bad play. Of course he is. So do you know? So does Allen and Mahomes and everyone else. But that's it. He's figured it out. 
He's figured it out. He's 23. He's only going to get better. I mean, it is just a glorious future that awaits us here in Jacksonville with all the good teams and all of the pieces that we have had in place. We've never had this. This is the difference maker. It's getting Peyton. It's getting the generational guy that gets you in contention every year, gets you to Super Bowls, and hopefully win one. That's where we're going. Not this year, as exciting as it is, and now controlling the division somehow, believe it or not. Look what this team did bouncing back after that loss at Detroit to beat Tennessee on the road like a drum, come from behind and beat Dallas yesterday. Look at them. But on to this more national perspective and listen to the emphasis of the terms of the words of this column. Uh, The Dallas Cowboys are perfectly capable of winning a Super Bowl. If they don't have the best defense in the league, it's on a short list. Yet on Sunday, the Cowboys had no clue what to do with Trevor Lawrence. When it looked like the Cowboys finally got the one play they needed, Lawrence had the ball knocked loose. Cowboys recovered less than two minutes. After a first down and the Cowboys punted, it felt inevitable that Lawrence would drive the Jacksonville Jaguars down for at least a tie. That's what great quarterbacks do. They put fear into any defense, even the good ones. Riley Patterson hit a 48-yarder to tie the game in regulation. Rayshon Jenkins returned an interception for a walk-off win in overtime. But Sunday's win was a huge moment for Lawrence. It was a look at where the Jaguars franchise is heading. Is probably a big moment for the league as a whole, officially ushering in a new superstar quarterback behind the velvet rope. Jenkins provided the final highlight, but this win was about Lawrence. There's no doubting him anymore. Ask the Cowboys' defense. He completed 27 of 42 for 318 yards and four touchdowns. Even if the Jaguars don't make the playoffs this season and don't count them out on winning the AFC South crown, It shouldn't be too long before Lawrence and the Jaguars take over the division. Again, this is from a national experienced writer's perspective. Just make you feel a little bit more confident and comfortable where we are are right now as a franchise. He continues, there have been signs for Lawrence becoming a megastar this season. The comeback went over the Ravens, another great game against the Titans. There was also some trepidation. He's looked very good for brief stretches and then followed it up with a dud. It's time to stop worrying. Trevor Lawrence has arrived. He looks like he could be every bit the player he was touted to be coming out of Clemson as the first overall draft pick last year. Lawrence shredded the Cowboys on Sunday. Lawrence wasn't great last season. He was also playing for Urban Meyer, the NFL's worst coach in decades. Everything was a mulligan for Jacksonville last year. Still, Lawrence didn't have a Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert immediate impact as a rookie. His second season started with ups and downs. If you watch the Cowboys game, there shouldn't be no lingering questions about where Lawrence's career is headed. He made all the throws. He looked spectacular against an elite team with a fantastic defense. And it wasn't just one game. Then they revisit this this streak that he's been on for six weeks. The NF, uh, continuing with this column. The NFL needs to start quarterbacks. The 2021 draft class has struggled to live up to the hype. That included Lawrence until recently. As it turns out, all those personnel men and draft experts were right about Trevor Lawrence. Before his second season is over, he looks like a surefire star. He looks like a future MVP. Agree. Ditto. As for Trevor, 
He is growing into this role as the team uh, leader. He's 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 growing into the to the engine of this train that thinks it can. Um, it was just another fantastic, confidence inspiring effort for both he and the football team. Um. And we are a train that is rolling and gathering steam and momentum coming into the home stretch. Uh, yeah, I think it's one of those things, you know, we, we were pretty, this is a new, newer group. You know, a lot of us haven't played together before. A few of us have, obviously, last season and uh, beyond that. But, you know, we got a lot of new guys, and I think you build that over time, that trust in one another. And I think we, we built it pretty fast here, but still it takes time. And. Um, I think early in the year, you know, we kind of had to to prove to each other that, you know, we can win no matter what the situation is. And then you look at, I'm trying to even think the wins we've had. Baltimore is one of them, but especially today, going back even before that, the Raiders game, we were down 17. I think we got more and more confidence as the season's gone on, where no matter what kind of hole we're in, we're going to find a way out of it. And you just got to keep playing, keep playing. And I think we've we've done that now three or four times this season to where, now when something bad happens, you know, no one's looking around. We're all just staying calm. We know we just got to make the next play. And we all know when that time in the game is, all right, we're down 14. It's late in the third quarter. Like, we got we to gotta go now. And I think we've been able to, you know, make plays in those big moments where we have to have them. And obviously, you don't want to be in that situation every week. But sometimes you're going to be. You know, there's, I mean, Dallas, that's a great team. Um, really, really good team. So that's going to happen. And just to be able to fight through that, I think it says a lot about this team, how much we trust one another, and then just kind of icing on the cake. Rayshon, you know, the game ceiling pick six is incredible. All right. We, we, by the way, the Jags have to have, like, the strongest, like, quality of win ratio. And, you know, they've got six wins. They've lost eight times. But the six wins. Have six, all six of them were amazing wins. Good And good teams. And I know the Colts now have fallen off miserably. More on them in the football fix. But I beat the Chargers and the Colts and the Ravens and the Raiders and the Titans and the Cowboys. You know, it's it's these it's these missed layups against, you know, Denver and London and Houston here at home. That Houston game's gonna be tough. They're playing tough, man. I do not look past that Houston game in two weeks. Two weeks in a row, they've lost, you know, in overtime or in the last seconds at Dallas and then you know, at home against Kansas City yesterday, but uh, we're not here to talk about Houston. We're here to talk about your Jacksonville Jaguars. And on the mor- Monday morning quarterback, brought to you by divorcementonly.com, we'll fire up the fair and fair phone lines and uh, take a couple phone calls, then go to break, then come back with a football fix. The NFL yesterday was so wacky, it has to be acknowledged as we continue with the uh, Jaguar, you know, uh, based uh, programming and talk this morning, but uh, Paul has joined us from Willington, Wilmington, Delaware. If you come from Delaware, you move to the front of the line. Hey, Paul, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, excellent win yesterday. Good news. Thursday night, I'm driving up the turnpike to go watch our Jaguars beat up on the Jets. Love it. Love and, it. Uh, I, I am so excited and pumped up about this team, man. I love Trevor Lawrence. I love what they're doing. Obviously, we need some more defensive pieces for next year, but I believe we beat this Jets team. We got a chance to make the playoffs and win a division. I don't uh, disagree at all, Paul. Thanks for the phone call this morning. Safe travels this weekend. Represent for us on Thursday night. We'll talk more about that game as we move through the week. But, man, this is a big one. Look at the spotlight the Jaguars have also put themselves in now. That Dallas game went to the whole country pretty much. 
It was the number one crew. It was the best of the Fox games in the early afternoon. If you're just sitting in anywhere America yesterday, Fox sent that game to your television, and look what they did. You know, imagine how many people are, wow, look at that. Oh, boy, they're going to be, oh, man. All right. Now we go into primetime this Thursday against the Jets, right? Media capital of the world. Zach Wilson, who didn't play too bad yesterday, by the way, against Trevor Lawrence. You get number one against number two. Right. And then, and then, by the way, if things play out, if the Jags win their next two and the Titans win their next two, wouldn't be surprising at all if that final Sunday game in the National Football League season doesn't get flexed. Run that back to the bank. Oh, my God. All right, we'll be playing at 8.30 for all the marbles here against the Titans. Damn, it feels good. I'm not going to lie. All right, uh, one more call this morning. We'll go to break, come back with the football fix. But Mike is uh, way out in San Pablo this morning. Hey, Mike. All right. All right. I lived out there in Grapevine. Those people do think they're more than they are. I enjoyed your conversation. I'm a hardcore 6 o'clocker. I should be more grown up, but I couldn't help myself talking trash out there. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I can tell. And it was one of the best days I've ever been there. Yeah. So I'm out. Yeah, it's fantastic. I, you can t- you can hear Mike's voice. I can too. <laughs> Mike's voice sounds like mine did last year. Remember, gang, when I went down to the front row and screamed at the refs in the Cardinals game? To the point I lost my voice. Hello, what? Yeah, last year against the Cardinals, I was sitting down and I was in the club with some clients and friends. And it was that the call, I can't remember what it was, some call that went against Dan, or it should have been a touchdown, and they made some ridiculous call, they reviewed it. And so the review was set up, like, right at the bottom row of where we were. You so gave I, him the business? I said, man, I don't, I'm never going to get this chance again. I can go right down to the front row. He's like, from me to Yui. So I did. I marched down to the front row. And I, I, just, gave him the business. I gave it to him so hard. I gave it to him so hard. Then I turned around, I walked back up, and I woke up the next day, and I couldn't talk. So maybe I maybe I stepped just a slightly out of uh, line with professionalism, but that's okay. You guys by now should at least trust my 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 you know my support and my ride or die Jags. I I can't you know I don't know what, after Friday after losing my I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I'm gonna ride or die with you here as we we turn the corner as a franchise. It just feels terrific. It's fantastic. Um, we'll give you another chance to weigh in via the phone lines. That'll come up in the seven o'clock hour. Maybe that like seven forty five. Uh, kind of time frame. We'll have breakfast with Baselli at eight. Uh, Matty Every <clears throat> texted me after the game yesterday. He had tears in his eyes based on what the Jags have now, um, you know, the, the position they put themselves in. So uh, we'll get Matt to weigh in on that and other topics as he uh, helps fill the space here, the void. Uh, my man Dan Hicken is uh, off for the week. Very well earned um, little respite. And, you know, he can just, you know, ride around on Jags euphoria this week leading up to Christmas. So uh, we got you covered, though. We got a big week planned. We got lots of lots of good guests uh, coming up, uh, taking you into the Thursday nighter against the Jets. So uh, back with a football fix next. It's the Monday morning quarterback, divorcementonly.com. Where, where am I doing the show again, E.T.? Where are we? Jack- oh, yeah. Uh, oh, look, my I, God. I, I think it was- what else is Jacksonville known for? Like, what's number two, you think? Punching little- you all in the face. Yo, uh, that's right. That's number two. Punching you in the face. Uh, take it easy on those boys out at the ticket or the score or whatever. They're telling me on the text line they're getting ready to call them this morning. I, one thing, you don't step in the Jags' dog pile, man. You just don't. Even if we're bad. When we're bad, they'll come at you, like on Jags' Twitter, right? Now we're good. Oh, man, y'all. The league's in for a whooping here. Y'all but, done messed yeah, up. Yeah, we got a decade of this coming your way. Um, 
I, I full disclosure. It, it it was it was not a good past three or four days in the sports world for me. Okay, to wit, all right. My Friday five-pack just completely imploded. I was just sitting there about to be two and three. I had the Chargers minus three, and I had the Patriots minus one. And in the final minute of each of those games, both of those those covers went away, and I finished 0-4, which is just devastating when you factor in this spin of the wheel. So that, that you know, the Chargers were up 14-7. They let them score, and then they kicked the field goal to win. That's a push. And the Patriots made one of the dumbest plays in NFL history. But I don't know how we're overlooking one of the worst replay calls ever. Keelan Cole's foot was out on that catch, man. I don't understand why we have replay if you can't. What do you mean it's not clear enough? It, his, he caught it. It was a twisted catch. It was a great play, great, great effort. But his right foot came down. I mean, like four inches of his toe was on, on the line. And if you, if you let it roll out, too, you can always tell a lot when they kick up the dirt, right, where that divot is made. And it was like well inside the line. I can't believe they allowed that that call to stand. But whatever. I, I'm not I'm not crying for the Patriots. And it it did give us one of the wackiest endings ever. More on that in just a second. But anyway, the Friday five pack uh, went went bye bye on me. Um, the Gators played like absolute dog do. I mean, just an embarrassing embarrassing performance for Billy Napier and the Gators. I mean, honestly, don't turn down the bowl appearance. If that's the kind of effort and execution you're going to give. I know they were losing players. There's no excuse for that that garbage that I left to watch the NFL on on Saturday, to be honest. It was that was it's a D plus for Billy Napier on field this year as the Gators coach. Now, according to everyone, it's an A plus everywhere else, but D plus for didn't do one thing all year in a game that made you go, wow. Whether it's a decision or a play call. Not one time, not once in 13. You should get one a game where you go, wow, yeah, didn't have a one. So maybe it's close to the vest, you know, rebanking, but the Gator weekend was awful. My shortstop, Dansby Swanson, has gone. You know, the Braves just let another one walk without any pushback at all financially. And I don't know what the plan is at shortstop. Seems pretty sketchy to go in with, you know, some combo of Arcia and Grissom. You're a contender. It's two years in a row you've let the kind of face of your locker room and franchise be bought by another team that you're supposedly contending with. I don't think Nancy B. Swanson's worth them. This isn't losing Freddie Freeman if you're a Braves fan, but it's still uh, painful. Um, and and my fantasy team, which that's a gutty little group gig, I'm not going to lie to you, and it fought hard, but it's going to lose by a few points and knock me out of the playoffs. So I had a miserable week as a sports fan. And in case you didn't know it, sports are kind of important to me. And it all went away with, I would trade it all. I trade every one of those outcomes for what the Jags did yesterday. And that includes whatever cash prize I will be chasing in my fantasy playoffs. I, I, it made it all seem insignificant. What we're experiencing with this Jaguars football team and, and, and what they're doing. So, man, live it up. And let those that have been knocking you down, let them, let them, let them know, let them know you're taking receipts. Yeah. You know, you've been pushing us around like crazy. So, all right, we've uh, gotten a little behind on the, on the game clock. So we're going to take an early uh, timeout. I'm going to come back with a football fix. We'll do it in the seven o'clock hour. But before we go there, this is the Shazam spotlight of the day of the week of the year, maybe calendar year 2022. 
I, I don't know if we've seen a more outrageous, preposterous changing of fortune in the National Football League than what we're about to to play for you from yesterday. So let me set the scene. Uh, the Raiders, who, by the way, are starting to squeak out some wins now, uh, they're up to 6-8, and eight, just like the Jags. The Lions are 7-7. Seven and seven. We'll take a trip around the league. Don't worry. But the Raiders yesterday are taking on the Patriots. The Patriots, another team at 7-6. and six. They need this win to stay, you know, playoff eligible. And they, they rallied. Ultimately took a 24-17 lead over the Raiders. Um, the Raiders drove downfield again. They had a play to Keelan Cole that was just an absolute botched replay call. I mean, his right foot was out of bounds. It's it's clear. It's not even like it's not even there. There, it's I don't I don't get it. They usually they usually err on the side of what's clear when it comes to those replays, and we can be upset about different things. It's usually more of a judgment call. This was black and white, and his black shoe was over that white line. But whatever, the game's tied at twenty four. All right, now the Patriots get the ball back. No time really left. So for the last play from about their own 40-yard line, they call a running play. They're going to hand it off up the middle to Ramondre Stevenson. He'll get the 10 or 12 yards or whatever until they tackle him. You go down and you go overtime. You're not trailing. It's not, you know, make or break. You don't have to score to stay alive. And then this happened. Back Hollins out on defense. He's all the way back. And Stevenson is inside the 30, flips it back. Stanford band nowhere in sight. Uh Uh-oh. It's picked off. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, no. Unbelievable. Oh, wow. Incredible. Chandler Jones takes it in and wins the game for the Raiders. All right, so I, I, I'm not not sure they painted the best picture for you there, if you could really tell what happened. But the running back ran. He got a little extra yards open field. He got down the right sideline and then made the terrible decision, instead of just going down, to pitch it to a teammate. He pitched it to Jacoby Myers, who made a decision that made the running back's decision look like it was genius. Because then the receiver standing on the sideline proceeds to throw the ball high and soft to the middle of the field, right to Chandler Jones, the defensive end for the Raiders, who trucked Mac Jones, the quarterback, and the Raiders walked in with the most improbable, unbelievable, what just happened win, maybe in NFL history. Belichick so, cutting them boys. Oh, man. And that's, this is a team that's known for, quote, situational football, right? I mean, the fact that it happened to Belichick and the, and the Patriots makes it more unreasonable. All right, more from Victory Monday and an exciting Jaguars finish yesterday at the stadium. We will uh, come back, also give you a football fix here in this early 7 o'clock hour. It was a mesmerizing weekend in the NFL, maybe one of the most exciting uh, perhaps ever with records falling left and right. So uh, we'll get into that just a little bit. We have uh, the 10-minute drill. Um, Man, if this World Cup final yesterday, maybe you watched it going into the Jags game, if that didn't make a soccer fan out of you – then we just don't have the capacity to be soccer fans. It was uh, thrilling and terrific. And I was down at the stadium, but, um, you know, I saw the first half. I left, figured, boy, that's the ball game, you know? Uh, and it ended up being that team winning. But, man, uh, what, a, what a twisted tale. Uh, I mentioned Dansby, Swansby, uh, Dansby Swanson and the Braves uh, parting ways. Uh, more on that and from the baseball world. And we'll, we'll just kind of recap with a – obituary for a Gator football season that has left a rotten taste in your mouth. And I, you know, I don't want to go overboard, you know, enthusiasm and confidence in the head coach down there is, um, is dipping 
dipping hard and fast, and, and I don't blame you. I'm not saying I necessarily agree with the overall, you know, maybe mentality of that confidence factor, but I get it. Uh, Billy Napier had a dog year. He was not good at all. He was terrible, quite frankly. And six and seven proves that. You don't need any other reasons or excuses or, you know, or factors. Six and seven proves you were terrible in year one in Gainesville. And um, much improvement's going to be expected and, quite frankly, demanded. So, all right, up and rolling. It's Monday morning quarterback, divorcementonly.com. Back with a football fix and more next on 10 XL. Play fake. Dropping, rolling right, looking downfield, fires, got a man down there, Zay Jones is down there, makes a catch at the 20, inside the 15, to the 10, to the 5, touchdown, Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence to Zay Jones. Longest touchdown pass of Trevor Lawrence's career initiated the comeback, Dude through that interception in the second half, and then answered with three straight touchdown drives. Dog. Took a 31-27 lead, which, of course, we watched the defense. Defense is what it is. They're just not very good, man. I mean, they made, they made some big plays yesterday. Rayshon Jenkins had a day. Dog. But they're just not very good. I mean, this is just week after week after week. They give up 30 points or something close to the 34 yesterday in the win. I mean, this isn't a long-term strategy for success. The free agent, you know, pickups haven't panned out. The draft picks haven't panned out. We've got a lot of money. But I'm not going Debbie Downer here on that side of the football, not when the Jags are. But, look, you're going to have weeks here. This this Jets, although the Cowboys' defense is for real, that's what makes yesterday so impressive. I like the number three defense in the league. They had 48 sacks. It got to Trevor one time. We lost the turnover battle, still won the game because we had the big turnovers, right? Have a day, Rayshon Jenkins. I said it before. And I've been here for every game. I'm not sure it wasn't the best individual defensive game by anyone in Jaguars history. I don't know what's close. Calais maybe in that opener yeah. at Houston. Didn't he have like four sacks yes, in that game? But he, did, yeah, I did, believe he had a huge sack game, but I don't remember what, what it was. I think it was like maybe he may have had like four and a half or just something silly. But again, there's not the stakes. There's not the the point of the season. I mean, it wasn't just those two interception returns game. That wasn't it for Rayshon Jenkins yesterday. Playing against a Dallas team that's going to run the football, that is going to continue to stress you uh, on the ground, right? Rayshon Jenkins had 18 tackles yesterday, nine solo from that safety spot coming up in the box. 18. That's got to be a career high for the kid in uh, the kid, the man in 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 tackles. Nine of those were solo. He had the two interceptions and. And obviously the game-winning pick six to walk it off. So, man, uh, uh, what a day there um, for Rayshon Jenkins and and for the Jaguars. And this season is starting to take – by the way, if the Jags do win the division and they're now in the driver's seat, they can, quote, control the destiny of the division. If they win their last three games, they are AFC South champs. They will be 9-8. and eight. There are scenarios where they don't even have to win these games. They can drop a game if if Tennessee loses to Dallas, which I would suspect they would. I mean, we've got a little little bit of wiggle room now, and not, look, I don't like that. You know, um, I don't like that plan. You're going to have to beat Tennessee. There's no way, by the way. I'll, maybe Tennessee. Maybe there is. Maybe Tennessee will lose their next two, and we'll have this thing wrapped up by the end of the year. I don't know, but don't. These are two tough games for the Jags coming up, man. Jets are for real. That defense is for real. The Lions got him yesterday, 2017. It's it's probably going to be as tough a test defensively as we've had in a long time. 
maybe probably the Denver game and the way they played defense at that time. And Houston, do not – I look, they've beaten us how many times in a row now? Nine? Houston's playing good football. They're playing hard for Lovey Smith. They're not winning games. But against Dallas and Kansas City, two of the best teams in the league back-to-back, I mean, they barely lost both games, including yesterday in overtime. So there's there are no givens here um, for this Jaguars football team. But if they do win the division, yeah, they'll host a playoff game. Yeah, the division winners all get a home playoff game. So – that starts to come into play a little bit as well. Speaking of Houston, Calais Campbell recorded four sacks against Houston in 2017. That's what it was, four. That was, and that was a big game. And one of those, I think, was, a, was a, a fumble that was picked up by maybe Dante Fowler Jr. and taken in for a score. I'm not sure that's a bigger game than what Rayshon did yesterday. No, I know it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I think Rayshon Jenkins yesterday had the best individual defensive game in Jaguars history, and, and what a time for it. So, And he's had a good year, by the way, because last year was not. Last year, it, 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 you know, it was a struggle that it included ending on, on IR, right? So, yeah, not, not, a, not a year at all. This season is starting to definitely take on some 1996 vibe, though. For those of you who weren't around, it was the Jaguars' second season. They started that year. They lost at Pittsburgh 28-3, kind of like that loss at Detroit. It dropped them to 4-7. and seven. On the season. And this is the second year of the franchise. They have shown no indication at all that they are capable of going on a run or anytime soon turning into a dominant team. They came back the next week. They won at Baltimore in overtime by three. Then they beat the Bengals at home by three. They went and won at the Houston Oilers uh, by six. They got to seven and seven. December 15th in Jacksonville. But boy, look at the difference in the season, by the way. The NFL season in 96 ended December 22nd. We're going a full two, three weeks past that. And then in one of the most unbelievable, it, it will forever be the most unbelievable end to a Jaguars game was Morton Anderson, a Hall of Fame kicker, missing a little 30-yard kick that sent the Jaguars to the playoffs. Point being, they went from four and seven to nine and seven. They won their last five games and they weren't done, were they? They marched into the postseason and pulled off back-to-back 30-27 to shockers. The only home loss, I believe, at the time for the Buffalo Bills in playoff history. You remember that? They beat Jim Kelly and the Bills. The Bills had gone to four straight Super Bowls. They had never lost a home game in the postseason. And then they went to Denver as like 19-point dogs and beat the Broncos. Well, this season is starting to... Starting to give you a little bit of that, that 96 vibe. Let's hear from uh, Doug Peterson. Let's hear from Trevor Lawrence. Um, who, you know, each are just, they're certainly the, they're the bedrock to what's going on here. And the coach quarterback combo. Now other guys are filling in. The, the receiving core, you know, I I was so, so wrong on Zay Jones before the season started. I, I I, I couldn't help but just put him in the same category of all the other free agents that we've had. And when you when you sign guys whose career best are, you know, 50 catches and they've only done it one time, to expect more than that to me is is unreasonable. But they got it right on offense. Now, they didn't get it right on defense, you know, building the roster. They keep screwing that up. But offensively, getting these three pass catchers and what Evan Ingram and Christian Kirk and Zay Jones are doing week after week after week. Now, they're dropping balls, but they keep going to them. They're making big plays to the point that, you know, dropped balls aren't overshadowing what they are this year. But, man, um, you know, what they've gotten out, out of those guys on on offense has been terrific. It's also terrific being at a stadium that's full of juice, even with Cowboy fans, which 
really doesn't bother you that much by the end when you send them all home losers. But yeah, this, but this, this continues with Doug Peterson. Um, continues the focus. He talked about it last week. December hasn't been an important month around here for a long time. I, I don't get into a lot of that as much as I want our team to understand that we, we need to be playing meaningful football games in December and January. And that's we've put ourselves in that position. And so I'm proud of the guys for doing that. You know, our season could have gone sideways three, four weeks ago, you know, and, and um, uh, the guys weren't going to let that happen. So I don't get caught up in, in all the storylines and, and, and all that that could the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. It's just a matter of those guys in that dressing room believing in themselves and, and getting the job done. All right, one more from Doug Peterson. Look, I, I get we all get excited, maybe a little bit ahead of ourselves. You know, using these glowing terms for a 6-8 and eight football team is probably a little bit early. I mean, let's at least finish this thing off and see if we are a, a playoff team before we define ourselves as, quote, special. But uh, Doug Peterson cut 13. ET was asked yesterday in the postgame his, his thoughts on any magical quality to this 2022 Jaguars football team? You know, it, it's a special team in the sense that I'm seeing I'm seeing this group starting to, to come together, um, playing that complimentary style of football. You know, um, you know, even going back to training camp, the way we practiced and the way we, you know, did things back then, you, you had the hope and the glimmer and, you know, that, that we would one day be one of those football teams and it, and it takes time. It's, this is, you know, I, I've said this before, it's not an overnight fix, you know, but the way these guys continue to work together, I'm telling you the way they practice, I know you guys don't see practice all the time, but the way they practice and they practice hard, um, they just keep believing in themselves. And, and so from that, yeah, it's a, it's a special team because I really don't think you win games like this if you weren't a close group. If you didn't have the right leadership in the locker room, um, if you didn't practice the way we practice, so uh, hats off to the guys for really uh, buying into all of that. Well, and and hats off again to that receiving core that has really come together. Christian Kirk after yesterday has 73 catches this year. He's almost to a thousand yards, averaging 13.2 a catch. Not bad number. Zay Jones 74 catches now leads the team. You know he's got more than 750 yards. Three touchdowns yesterday add to the two he had had all year to get him up to five. And Evan Ingram, what a big play by Evan Ingram getting out of bounds, right? Extending and getting out of bounds. Evan Ingram, 61 catches this year at the tight end position uh, for 610 yards, and he has four touchdowns. This receiving core, again, they've had some drops. You bet they have. But they are coming together for Trevor Lawrence. Yesterday in the postgame, Trevor's thoughts on – the game, the passing game, how much better it's getting, and what a weapon Zay Jones has emerged into. I don't know, honestly. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why. You know, it's just one of those days. Uh, it's kind of how our offense has been working this whole year. It's like you never know whose day it's going to be. Um, it could be anybody. So, obviously, you have things in the plan for everybody. You know, maybe someone has a little bit more depending on who you're playing. You know, the defense you're playing, but. You know, it wasn't necessarily a game where I, was, I knew Zay was going to have a huge day. It was just kind of how things went. And then we got some calls in there, you know, like the double move out on the outside with a long touchdown that we got off the card, which was awesome. Um, and just, you know, he made a bunch of great plays. So it was awesome. I, I was watching some of the kind of the ESPN film room uh, on the game. And they showed you, the third touchdown that he squeezed in to Zay Jones, the one that was kind of down there on the goal line. And, you know, they showed the play there. He was going to throw it to, to – 
to Christian Kirk. It was kind of a pick play, and Christian Kirk was going towards the corner, and they they kind of went with him. They left this sliver, and Jones, who was just basically kind of setting the pick, did that little skinny post. I mean, he fit it. He went off of him, fit it there, zip right on the money, uh, touchdown Jaguars. And and look, this is um, this is something special that's emerging here, especially offensively. They're going to add. By the way, Travis Etienne back on board with a hundred yard game yesterday. He's he's going to get to a thousand easily. He may still get to eleven, twelve hundred yards, depending on these last three games go. And then we had one of the most exciting uh, conclusions. So here is Trevor Lawrence on how that last play went down. You got to consider the emotional roller coaster that Trevor's been on. He has the great second half. He leads them back. They 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 get the lead, and then the Cowboys and the defense doesn't. Stop Dallas. Dallas gets the lead themselves. So Trevor gets the ball back down by three with, you know, a couple and a half minutes to go. He's trying to drive him downfield. He's trying to make a play. He scrambles out. Boom. He's popped. Fumble. Minute and 20 to go. And golly, there you are. The game is, you know, apparently over. The Jags defense, who just gave up the game winning drive, the previous possession. Can we count on them to get a three and out? It turns out we could. So Trevor gets another chance and he goes in and boom, um, leads him downfield. The, the Ingram play, saving the tight end was huge. They get Riley Patterson knocking it through. Huge, gutsy, clutch kick. And then and then we go to overtime, and the Jags get the euphoria of getting, getting you know, uh, calling it correct, right? Winning the coin flip. You get the ball. That's the prime position. You score a touchdown, game over. What do they do? Three and out. I mean, there's a roller coaster there at the end of the game, and Trevor leveled through it all. Um, was asked just exactly where he was when uh, Rayshon Jenkins provided the game winner. I was over by our little quarterback section on the bench, just standing there watching, and big third down, obviously. Um, and I could just tell the way the play was unfolding. You know, kind of had to scramble. I figured we were going to get a stop there, but then I saw him throw the shallow, and the ball got tipped, and. When he caught it, I was just like thinking, okay, we're going to be in field goal range, maybe get a first down, kick the kick the game winner, we're going to be good. And then he just kept rolling. I was like, oh, that, thank goodness. I didn't want to go back on the field, you know, just end it right now. We all we all want to go home, get the win. And I mean, what what better way to do it than a walk off by him? I mean, I mean, he had a crazy. I don't know what the stats were, but he had a crazy day today, which yeah. was which was awesome. Yeah, he did. 18 tackles, two interceptions, the pick six to win it again. I'm not sure it's not the best individual defensive game in Jaguars history. There haven't been. You don't remember those, like perhaps like you do offensive, you know, showcases. But I, you know, I guess the best, the nearest we come up to is 2017 Calais Campbell. But that's four sacks in a season opener. Who knows what's even going to be? This is season's on the line. I mean, this Jaguars backs are against the wall here. These the are moment two, makes a difference. Hundred percent, and the the time of year makes a difference. And yeah. the, and the, the the competition, the Cowboys. Yeah, all of that plays. That's a, a really good team that came in with a mouthy group of fans who get to shut their mouth. Get out of our stadium and go home. Honestly, you big talking jackasses walking around our stadium like you've done something. The Jags have been better than you since we came into the league there, by the way, Hoss. I know you're all excited about Dallas Cowboys. They haven't been relevant in 27 years. And y'all act like you're God's gift to football, man. I, I lost some respect for Dallas. Some, or not, maybe not respect. I gained a little more hate for Dallas yesterday watching their smarmy, uh, overconfident, obnoxious fans walk around our stadium. So get the hell out. Bleep you, don't come back. Or instead, do come back. And we got another one for you. 
So all those Ravens fans came down. Hockey sticks to you jokers. <laughs> Raiders fans filled the stadium. Yeah, just lose, baby. And then of the, to top them all off, the kings of haven't done it in forever came walking into our stadium yesterday with their jerseys on and their and their chants. Yeah. Oh, they were everywhere. Take that weak Ooh. A nonsense out of our town. Have fun in Fort Worth. Knock it out tonight at Six Flags, boys. Fire up the band. we got a football fix. It's brought to you by Allstate agent Mandy Bowers in Mandarin. We had an unbelievably nutty weekend in the National Football League. You know, the Jags have come back from 17 now twice this year. Before this year, when trailing by 17 points, the Jaguars were like 1 in 113. Again, it's some magic that's you know, growing and, and, and creeping into the natural equation of what we got going on here. But it was a wacky weekend. We had three teams come from at least 17 points back to win this week. Um, that hasn't happened in the NFL since 1995, which was also, by the way, the last time the Cowboys were relevant. So, ooh, full circle. Nothing like what we saw Saturday, though, where the Minnesota Vikings trailed the Indianapolis Colts 30 to nothing at halftime. They trailed them 33 to seven with six minutes to go in the third. And they won the game. I feel for Matt Ryan. Like, the whole big meme and narrative this weekend is Matt Ryan now has the biggest blown lead in uh, Super Bowl history and the biggest blown lead in NFL history. Like, Matt Ryan blew the games? Dude plays offense. You lose 28-3 and your, and your coordinator literally acted like he suddenly had 14 shots of tequila before the final, you know, drive in the play calling. You know, to wit in the Super Bowl. It's as simple as this, and I watch it. If the Falcons run it three times and kick a field goal, they win the game. Not Shanahan. He's got a pass where Matt Ryan got sacked for 15, 20 yards, and they got out of field goal range, and the rest, as I say, is history. Kyle Shanahan single-handedly destroyed the Atlanta Falcons on that day. It wasn't Matt Ryan's fault. He had a big day. And again, the other day, I mean, yeah, he had an – he was fine. You, you're up 30 to nothing. Your quarterback didn't blow anything. So I feel for him a little bit, but nonetheless, it is the biggest comeback in the history of the NFL. It eclipses a a game that uh, some of you may have been around to remember back in the early 90s, a playoff game in Buffalo, where the Bills trailed the Oilers 35-3 and came from behind to win. And until Saturday, that was the biggest comeback in NFL history. The ending of the Raiders-Patriots game was just unbelievable, especially considering who it happened to. Right? I mean, if you think about system football... It's the New England Patriots. They don't overwhelm you with, you know, sparkling talent, but they, they're going to play good, smart football. And they had the dumbest play. I mean, dumber than anything you play, you saw when you watched your kids play Pop Warner and Pee Wee football. Uh, the Raiders with uh, the Raiders and Patriots were playing yesterday. Raiders got a huge break. Uh, uh, somebody had a good point on the text line. Miles Jack wasn't down. I don't care if two feet were out. Call it a score. Okay. But Keelan Cole caught what ended up being the game-winning touchdown. It was the worst replay blown call I've ever seen. I mean, they had an overhead view where like two or three inches of his right foot were out of bounds. It's just amazing that they they didn't have the stones to correct that, but whatever. I was pulling for the Raiders. I, I'm not, but it is what it is. But so the Raiders tie it. There's less than a minute to go. The, you know, the Patriots are going to try and get something going and nothing really happens. So now they're content. They're just going to run out the clock and go to overtime. They hand up their, like their own 40-yard line. They hand the ball off to the running back. He busts free into the clear. He takes it for about 20 yards. He's headed down the sideline. What do you do now? You get down. You get down. 
You're not going to score. The game's going overtime. You're not trailing. You don't have to be desperate. He laterals the ball. He laterals the ball to a, which is a dumb decision, but it looks genius when you consider what the receiver he just lateraled it to did. As Jacoby Myers tries to, like, soft toss it through the air to the middle of the field. It gets picked off by the Raiders. They run it back for the score. Uh, absolutely unbelievable. By the way, the Pats uh, players said those laterals were, quote, improvised. Yeah, I don't think Bill Belichick's teaching it to throw it around haphazardly with the game tied and no time on the clock. Again, it's different if you're losing the game. We all know that. All right, so uh, the Bengals uh, get to Tom Brady. Brady, I guess, um, had a, quote, remark. Um... Brady said that the Bengals had a, quote, fairly tough defense on a podcast that he does every week called Let's Go. Well, the Bengals scored 34 consecutive points, and they showed him just how tough that defense could be. Um, first time in 90 games that a Brady-led club lost a home game after leading by 17. Uh, it's clear Tom Brady is a shell of what he was. It's just, I'm, you know, it is. It finally happened. You know, it's going to happen eventually. There's enough talent around. There's a bunch of quarterbacks that Tampa Bay would be better if they had. I mean, I believe that. The guy's got no mobility. His his arm strength has, has also went. By the way, Mac Jones doesn't have an arm for the NFL watching that game yesterday. He twice had guys open, and they have to stop, wait on the ball, and it either gets broken up. Real or, Chad Pennington. Yeah, he's got it. He, he does not have the arm, man. I got, You know, we, we love Mac. We root for him being a local kid. But Patriots going to have to get in the quarterback market, I think, at some point. Uh, anyway, the Bengals come from behind. Don't look now. The Bengals are playing as good as anybody in the AFC. They also took over the lead after Baltimore lost on Saturday. Uh, took over the lead in the division with a big win in Tampa yesterday. In fact, they've won like six games in a row. Uh, the Giants beat the Commanders last night, and so that was a game where the losers' playoff hopes go in the tank and the winners go way up. So credit the Giants. Saquon Barkley had a big night. Uh, the Giants went in over to the Commanders, had, you know, uh, some disputes with some costly penalties late. Oh, well, happens every week. These these officials are terrible. They're just terrible. Uh, they, they, they try to cost. Which game was it that they blew on Saturday where the dude ran in the touch? Oh, the Minnesota game. It was a touchdown. They fumbled. They blow it dead. He's down. I mean, his knee never came within like a foot of the ground. It's just, they're just terrible. Uh, by the way, Cowboys, with that Giants win last night, make the playoffs anyway. So, there you go. Back in, you losers. Get out of our town. Back into the playoffs. We're going to go surging into them. That's the way we like to do it. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles took care of business for us. They beat uh, the Tennessee Titans yesterday. So, now the Titans just a game ahead of the Jags. Obviously, the two teams play in the season finale. And uh, if the Jags win that game and hold serve, win the next three, they will be AFC South champions. Wow, what an awesome turn of events here in Jacksonville. By the way, the Jags Thursday night, prime time against the Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson um, says he has to be better than he was yesterday. He did have a 300-yard passing game, but a couple of uh, bad decisions and, and an interception in the third quarter set up a field goal, and ultimately they lost 20-17. to But the Lions scored on a gutsy fourth-and-one call. They they threw the ball on fourth and one. Caught a tight end on a drag. He took it to the house. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's Football Fix. You're welcome. Rams Packers tonight, Monday Night Football. The Football Fix is brought to you by Allstate agent Mandy Bowers in Mandarin. Home, life, business, auto. We got the 10-minute drill when we return on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Hit it. 
All right, time for the 10-minute drill. We're going to uh, let you take home a prize pack when we're done. Uh, going to get to the next segment and open up the phone lines, let you get some quick hitters in. We're, we're battling the clock here as we uh, move through the morning. We got breakfast at Pacelli standing by at 8. Uh, Matty Avery going to spend a... Uh, Spent an hour with us, coming in at 8.30 this morning. His, his uh, thoughts on a, I mean, if, look, if you're into sports and you live in Jacksonville, what a day yesterday was. And we're going to have much more on that um, as we move along. By the way, I'll just go ahead and tell you this because it's fun to be able to. Uh, right now, the Tennessee Titans would still be the four seed, the, the you know fourth division winner. The way the playoffs work now, they've expanded to seven teams, but the top seed in the conference gets a bye. And so you would have... Division winners two, three, and four, and then you would have wild card teams one, two, and three. If you're a division winner, you get to host a playoff game. So if the Jags end up pulling this off, uh, edging the Titans out and winning the division, they would be the four seed at nine and eight, most likely. So let's play the old forget in the hunt. Let's play if the playoffs started today, ET. And if the playoffs started today, the Jaguars would host the Ravens. In the first round of the playoffs. Oh, I would want that right yeah, now. Yeah, me too. I mean, we beat the Ravens already this year, and I was it, it you know, it was a great game. It took a lot. We had that score in the last second to win that one. But I feel like we're playing better now than than we were then. So just uh, just for a little fun, if the playoffs started today, it wouldn't be the Titans that I mean, technically today the Titans still on the lead, but say the Jags work their way into that four seed. Right now, the five seed is the Baltimore Ravens. The three AFC wildcard teams right now. Ravens, Chargers, Dolphins. Which of those three would you want to play? If you had your choice. Ravens, Chargers, Dolphins? Yep. Ravens. Yeah, I think it might be the Ravens, even though they've got the MVP. Now, we'll say this. Chargers like to be Chargers. So, I, the, the smart play there is probably saying the Chargers. Probably, yeah. Like, the Dolphins would scare me because our defense, <laughs> our pass defense has been so-so. They got those two burners. Yep, I, yep. Yeah, they scare me more than... Both of those That's other the last two teams, ones yeah. I want. Even though they would be the seven seed right now, um, after they lost to to Buffalo, it was a good game, but they lost to the Bills on Saturday night. It was we had some great football uh, all weekend long. But I want to talk about a couple other things here as uh, we give you the ten minute drill. We'll get back to to the Jaguars. We got breakfast with Sally. I'll have open phone lines here on the Monday morning quarterback coming up as well. The Braves lost Dansby Swanson over the weekend. So, I mean, where does it leave you if you're Atlanta? Uh, Dansby got like $177 million for, what was it, six years? You know, $27 million. He got too much money. The Braves weren't going to pay him that. Dansby Swanson is a good player. This is not Freddie Freeman. This isn't, oh, my God, we lost Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman, I would argue, match. You know, I said before the Freeman, hand Freeman a check. Tell him to write what he thinks is comfortable. Should have kept him and, look, they responded terrifically. They went and got Matt Olson. He's younger. He's an all-star. He was terrific last year. Um, what are they going to do with this shortstop position? It's kind of an important position. It's also an important position of strength. There are some really good shortstops around the league. They're important to their team's successes. I mean, right now, as you stand, you'd have to go to the roster, and that would be Orlando Arcia and Vaughn Grissom. That sounds pretty sketch for a contender to me. At the ever-important shortstop position, to, to go from a play of strength where Swanson was an all-star, been very clutch for the Braves in the, these last couple of years, especially in the World Series year, you know, to go from that to that unknown seems like a stretch. I have not heard a lot of names outside of the organization mentioned. The one that has come up a lot would, would, would have to include some sort of trade would be Willie Adamez, used to play for, for Tampa, now he's with Milwaukee. And I wonder if Adamas wasn't part of some 
you know, nod, nod, wink, wink deal and and contingent on what the Braves do with Swanson. Here's what I mean. The Brewers got a steal in the Contreras deal. They got William Contreras from the Braves. They basically gave up nothing. The Braves gave up gave up assets to the Brewers. They gave up assets to the A's to get catcher Sean Murphy, who's a big upgrade. But the Brewers really didn't have to sacrifice anything. So I'm wondering if maybe Willie Adamez might have been a part of that trade, but the Braves and Brewers kind of had a an agreement. Well, let's see what we're, what happens with Dansby. You know, we want to resign Dansby Swanson, so maybe that's still going to happen. But if it doesn't, maybe we we can revisit this and and maybe we can get Adamez for a price that would look too low because we gave you Contreras for free, basically. Now I, I'm not saying that's what the situation was. I'm saying I haven't heard a lot of names at the at the position bandied about for Atlanta and you know the big four or five shortstops are now off the market. Uh Bogarts, Correa, Trey Turner. I I'm still on board with somehow maybe just very quietly putting together a Fernando Tatis Jr. trade, but they're kind of running out of assets now that they've traded some players uh already this year. But the Braves uh, Swanson makes it officially goes to the Cubs, gets a big deal, some money move, okay. I do kind of hope I'm going to say this with good fan bitterness. Dansby Swanson's wife plays for the Chicago team uh, in the Women's Professional Soccer League, I'm hoping she gets traded to Portland. That's what I'm hoping. Again, it's the bitterness in me. All right. uh, We had an all-timer yesterday in sporting events. We have a new leader for the best sporting event of all time in the history of the world. Not here in the U.S. It won't register. But the World Cup is on par with the Super Bowl when it comes to worldwide impact. In fact, it has more than the Super Bowl does. And I don't know. It'll be interesting as the numbers come in. A billion people may have watched the World Cup final yesterday and manned it deliver. As I was walking into the stadium, um, a lot of people were circled around outside watching. It was, and it and it came through. The two best players yeah. in the tournament, and maybe in the world, are Messi and Mbappe. Mbappe had a had a hat trick. He scored all three goals for his Crazy. team, and then he knocked it in in the penalty. Uh, went to penalty kicks. Argentina took a two nothing lead. Messi had two goals. He also knocked in a penalty kick. I think the the overall impact, too, is Messi establishes himself, you know, maybe now as the GOAT all time. The only thing he didn't have on his resume was a World Cup, was a World Cup win, and he has that now. And um, 793 goals in his career now from both club soccer and, and countries. And my club, I mean like the NFL of soccer these dudes right. play in. Mm-hmm. He's won the Ballon d'Oro, which is the best player in the world, seven times. He's done it while there's been another great, all-time player, active at the same time in Cristiano Ronaldo. And and Messi is lasting the test of time longer than than Ronaldo is. He's definitely the Jordan of, of, of soccer. He's an 11-time league champ, you know, the Premier League or the it's not Premier League for him, it's the Italian League and and um and you know, the Spanish League. He's won 11 times there. He's a four-time Champions League winner, which means if you win your professional league soccer, they they have a tournament where all the winners of all the professional leagues play. That's the Champions League. He's won that four times. He won the Copa America last year and the World Cup this year. And there's a, you know some some serious heat to Messi is the best uh, player of all time. And we're going to talk more Gator football. We'll we'll kind of recap with, with Chris Doring later in the week. I I don't just give free passes. If you put together a team, you practice, you travel, and you play the football game, I don't accept any excuses for why you look like you're overmatched. And I think it's pretty doggone pathetic, even with guys in the portal, even with Richardson and others not playing. 
I think it's really freaking pathetic to take a football team to Las Vegas, play Oregon State, and get embarrassed like Billy Napier did on on Saturday. I'm not saying he should be further along. I know that you fired, you know, Dan Mullen because he couldn't recruit. You can't expect his replacement to win with players that you complained about how good they were. I understand all that. I'm not. I'm not like burying uh, Billy Napier. I'm not flying a, f- a fire Billy Napier banner. You know, oh, down in Gainesville. I, there are a lot of things in place that have you optimistic, but I'm also a little bit wary that we just went through an entire football season and not one time all year did I go, "Wow, Billy Napier, great call." I'm, a thousand times I went, "What are we doing?" And to not have your guys ready at all, to not be able to muster anything in a bowl game was doggone pathetic by Billy Napier and the Gators on Saturday. I'm not going to overstate what it was, whatever. You're in the Las Vegas Bowl. You're a 6-6 and football team. But to finish with three straight losses and included in that a loss at Vanderbilt, a loss in a bowl game, pretty freaking poor in year one as a game day coach. 6-7 and and underwhelming as a game day tactician. That's where we stand heading into signing day, which is coming up this week. And it's a place where the where Billy Napier and the Gators should get some kudos. All right, we're going to come back, open the phone lines for some quick hitters. Got to be quick because we got Baselli top of the hour with a breakfast with Baselli. That, though, is the 10-minute drill. Uh, tell them what they're winning. E.T. will take caller number two. Caller number two is going to get them that $25 gift card to Tropical Smoothie so they can enjoy that Monday, mid, that Monday madness at Tropical Smoothie. Also, we're going to give them a Peterbrook chocolate holiday gift basket plus a $25 gift card to four-score golf tavern on San, in San Marcos. The kick is up, and the kick is good! Raleigh Patterson has tied the game at 34 on the last play of regulation. You know, Team victory gets used as a cliche inside a winning locker room, but buddy, yesterday, right? All three phases made the plays that mattered. Trevor leading them back, three straight touchdown drives, and then another game-tying drive. Riley Patterson, 48-yard field goal, ain't a chip shot. And he hit the first one, and they had called timeout, and so he had to redo it again. He hit that one even more solid. With the pressure on yeah, the line. Yeah, you know, you just kind of take it for granted when it happens. If it doesn't, we're all melting down today that the kicker blew our season, so... Uh, big on him, the defense, and again, we, we've kind of been measuring Rayshon uh, Jenkins' performance yesterday and just where it ranks. I say it's the best individual performance in a Jaguar uh, game ever. By the way, it's the first time in NFL history a player's had 18 tackles and two interceptions. I think that would qualify as the best in franchise yep, history. No there, question. There have been other good ones. We talked about Calais Campbell had the four sacks against Houston to start 2017. Josh Allen had a game last year here against the Bills. Remember? He did, yeah, he, he did. had the sack. He had the touchdown. Yeah. He had an interception. You know that's huge. Dang, that's, yeah. That was that might be second. Jalen had a really good game against the Steelers. One of those 2017 games, but it just it doesn't matter. I think Rasheen Mathis is. Yeah, Rasheen had a game too in 07. Remember, we had I think maybe two pick six returns against the Steelers as the Jags Ooh. won up there in the regular season and ended up uh, winning up there in the playoffs. Two, also, two pick sixes might be the second. Yeah. I don't know if he had two in that game or if he had two, one in each game, but he okay. Okay. he definitely had a pick six against the Steelers. The Jags, are, I think I think maybe the Ravens, or the Browns, joined the Jags as the only team to be, to win twice in Pittsburgh in the same year. The Jags had done it twice. They did it in 07 and again in 17. And until either last year or the year before, it had never been done until the, the Browns 
uh, join them there. So, all right, it is the Monday morning quarterback. It's divorcementonly.com. That means you get to uh, weigh in a little bit more with some feedback. So, it's uh, going to have to be quick hitters. Make your point. Tony has a lot to say. You know, he wants some uh, wants some spotlight after the Jaguars' big game yesterday, and we got breakfast at Baselli scheduled to kick off here at uh, at 8 o'clock. So, uh, AJ is up first. Hello, AJ. Good morning. I'm in the witness protection plan right now. Oh, no. So, Oh, just laying low. I grew up, yeah, man. I grew up with cowboy fans since in the seventies, <laughs> good. The 80s, I so. like it. it. But it moved here, and you know, I'm friends with Dave Thomas, a big surgeon. Sure, yeah. Everybody, so you know, I, I, I like the Jags. I but, hear you. you. Know, I'm not one of those type people that I hear you. Teams, but hey, I was one of those um, people with those cowboys. <laughs> so, <laughs> At least you're. But you know what? Good, I, look, it's good for the city. No, man. it's, know, it's I, very. I'm with you. I'm with and you. And then you you get a hurricane to win the ball game. So I'm mixed all up. This <laughs> <laughs> all right. I was on the y'all boys later. All right, AJ. I get it. And then there are a lot of cow that listen, I'm, I'm just rubbing it in. Cause we won. I'm not saying every cowboy fan that was there, you know, there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of fans in town that have a favorite team and they'll put on that team's Jersey for one Sunday a year. Or as in this case, it's the first time in like 16 years, the Cowboys have been here. So you're excited to get out and see your lifelong team. The Jags are still a relatively new team. And I know a lot of these fans of other teams really do sincerely root for the Jags every other team they're playing. And so there's probably some mixed feelings by some of these. The Cowboys also, they got in the playoffs yesterday anyway. It's not like it killed their season. Uh, but still nice to beat them. And it's nice to beat them when all those opposing fans sit in your... So this isn't for you guys that live in Jacksonville and you're Cowboy fans and you go to Jaguar games and root for them, but you're rooting for the Cowboys yesterday. These are for the guys that rode into our town, used our restroom, made a mess in our living room, and then thought they were going to leave with a victory. This is for all them who might be on, on the way to the airport this morning. Don't let the gate kick in the ass, boys. Who might be driving west on I-10. Keep driving. Don't ever come back. These are for those guys that think you can just roll like those those JAs we had on the radio from Dallas who acted like they, we were some little brother to them. No, you know you're not. You're just a team that we're going to punch in the mouth. And that's what happened. Steve is next. Hello, Steve. Hey, good morning. I just uh, want to say uh, I think they missed Trayvon Walker yesterday, but Dewan Smoot, Arden Key stepping up big time. Rayshon Jenkins, you keep him for next year. That's oh, for damn sure. Yeah. For sure. I don't think there's any, uh, any any narrative to the otherwise. Thank you, uh, Steve. Look, I mean, I don't know. Did they miss Trayvon Walker or not? I don't know. They won the game. They had four sacks. I, I don't, I, I would, I'm not going to get in any negative implications. That would, to me, be a concern that they didn't miss him yesterday. I mean, I don't, it's the same old defense. Did, like, did we really know? If he wasn't the first overall pick, would you notice that he wasn't? No, of course him? not. No, it would have been just like when Caleb Chason was gone for XML. A chase on, by the way, put a little pressure on that that pass, the first pass uh, from Dak that was intercepted. But um, those beach workouts coming through, <laughs> you remember those? Running his arms all around. Oh boy! Mm. All right, uh, two more, and then we go to break and uh, welcome in Tony after the after the commercial. Uh, Steve is up. Hello, Steve. Good morning, Jeff and E. Dude, <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yeah, quick hitters, boy. Yeah, defense. Off the chain, Trev, never give up. The bank is rocking yesterday, Jeff. I know you felt that you were there. E, you were there. All I got to say is Duval, till we die. Yeah, I hear Let's you. go. I'm down with it. I've never, by the way, that, that little – our intent with the Dallas thing was to do a back and forth. It was not to build some groundswell of 
oh, look at us and representing or protecting. Don't come at me about us in our town. I am amazed at the, of all the things I've done in my broadcast career in 30-plus years here in Jacksonville, to get as much notice and as much talk and as much buzz around that one fascinated me a little bit. But after we had that little tete-a-tete with those boys on on Friday morning, I mean, I, I couldn't. I just got bombarded all day Friday. I mean, from all walks of life. Me too, me too. I ain't going to lie to you. We set the tone Friday, and the Jags finished them boys. They sure did. They sure did, and I give them a lot more credit than us. All right, we'll finish up with Dan, then we'll uh, break and come back with Breakfast with Baselli. Hello, Dan. Good morning. Good morning, Jeffrey. Jay, first of all, Merry Christmas to both y'all. You too. Appreciate it. Hey, listen, I was I was in 242 yesterday, and Jeff, I'm, I'm the same age as you, and I've been a Cowboys fan since I was born. Okay. But over the, you know, three of my boys have been born here, so over the last 10 years, I've kind of swayed to Jacksonville. So I was decked out in, in Jacksonville garb yesterday and cheering and, and loving the game, and I was surrounded by a bunch of Cowboys fans who were just obnoxious as heck. And I, I got to tell you, I loved it. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm a fairly decent-sized fella, so none of them will give me too hard of a time. I was going back and forth with them. But, uh, no, it was wonderful. You can't be, I, I, listen, I believe, oh. you, you can't be uh, front-line security for the drill personnel without being a big, beefy front, uh, person. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, Dan, I hear you, brother. Yeah, Dan's our bodyguard, so I appreciate you. Thank you, Dan, for the phone call. Merry Christmas to you and your family, too. He's got a big family, too, uh, does Dan. But, um, yeah, listen, I get it. I was an Atlanta Falcons. You guys know how much I love sports. Look what I do. I was an Atlanta Falcons fan my whole life. I lived and died, mostly died and cried with the Atlanta Falcons. In 1996, I was I was here, though, when the Jags were born. And I was here when they made the announcement. It was exciting. It was as exciting as heck. And when we got to 1996, I'll remember, you know, I, it was the first Jaguar game that I sat in the stands. I had worked, you know, working in TV at the time, all of 95, all of 96, I had worked. And it worked out way ahead of time. I had family coming into town. I was going to sit in the stands for the Jags-Falcons game. You know, at the time, I made the plans figuring I would be rooting for the Falcons. But the Falcons came to town 3-12 and 12, like they always are, and the Jags needed that win to go to the postseason. And as Morton Anderson lined up to kick that 30-yarder, I wanted him to miss it, which right there told me which of the two teams I preferred. You don't want your guy to miss. You don't want to lose no matter what, no matter who it benefits. And so I was not even aware that I had transferred my number one overall rooting interest from, from one to the next, but it happened. Now, like, one of my kids was born in the Atlanta influence. He's a Falcons fan. He wants the Jags to win, but he's a Falcons first, first and foremost. My other's full-on Jag and is excited as heck, as I know a lot of the community. You know, we're going to go into the holidays. A lot of people are going to be off the next few days. We get a primetime game on Thursday. I mean, this is where the spoils of having an NFL team and just just celebrating collectively as a community is is awesome. And it was awesome yesterday. And hopefully we got more awesome awesomeness to come here in the next month, month and a half. Hey, look, go try and win the division. And then when you get to the postseason, there ain't nobody out there I'm deathly afraid of. There are teams that are, you know, deserve to be considered better than us. But playing the way they are right now and the development and the growth that we're seeing, it's exciting and it's awesome. Breakfast with Baselli is next. I don't know about you guys out there, but anytime the Jags get a big win like that or we're hot, I can't get enough of the reaction. I, 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 I'll immediately, I'll keep it, you know, I'll, I'll, after I DVR the game, I'll leave it on the Fox post game show after to listen to him talk about it. 
I never watch Football Night in America, but I left the red zone and went to Football Night in America at 7 o'clock because I, I want to hear him talk, you know, about our Jags and what that perspective is. And I read that column earlier where the guy's basically giving Trevor Super Bowls and MVPs now where he's at. But And then I, as I was doing that, I realized that, you know, um, the drill audience is lucky enough that we get that every Monday morning. It's not always with the great, you know, <laughs> uh, excitement and and – and positivity that we've had these last couple of weeks, but we bring in the Hall of Famer Tony Baselli to share his opinions after sitting uh, in the press box on the call yesterday. Tone, just I mean, what team victory gets a little cliche sometimes, but man, the the offense and I mean passing and running did their part. The defense with big plays, few sacks did their part, and special teams and a in a clutch forty eight yard field goal did their part. I just a just a total team win, and the vibe is getting really strong and fun. Well, before we get into the game, Jeff, I have one question for you. Who sure. takes vacation during football season? Yeah. I mean, what what I, the hell? I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think it's well-earned and deserved, and, and we're fine. But I say that as a guy. I, I think I it's say, embarrassing. Well, I say that as a guy who'll be we're, off, we're, who'll be off we're next on a, week. We, oh, we're, yeah, we're on a playoff stretch, boys. Yeah. No, no time for vacation. We got you covered here. We're good. Yeah. Um, By the way, when, when, you, when you do – when you do, you don't take vacation because we're in – uh, training camp mode game because we're in TPC mode game because we're in draft mode game because we're in this mode and that mode. You get to the end of the year and you got to get some days in. I mean, no, no you got to suck it up. Yeah. You got to fight. Through. We're good. Don't worry. You know, no, I, I don't need you coming in and killing our product. I mean, one day we got nothing but, but just unbridled positivity. And this is what you start with. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I know. I know I, I'm kidding because I care. Actually, I'm not. I think dance is ridiculous. <laughs> Take off Tuesday through Thursday, Friday. It's, 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 Breakfast the on Mondays. Yeah. So. Well, that's that's true. I, I, um, all right. Uh, yeah, it was a really. It's what I've I love about this team, and and I I said at the beginning, actually early in the off season, the best move this team made was getting Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson, it will has changed is. Not, it's not all the way there, but he has changed the culture and the feeling in that building about how they look at who they are. And, and you know, I don't even forget about the fact that he's one of the best play callers in the NFL. He's outstanding. I mean, go back to his Philly days. I mean, people forget that he scored like 38 points on the Patriots with Nick Foles and won a Super Bowl. I mean, the guy is really good at what he does. And, and he's, and he might be a better leader, the way he's, you know his team and his demeanor and the way he approaches it. This team is like most of the time. Now there's moments, I and mean, we had Detroit a few weeks ago, you know, and it was embarrassing. And and they do they've done dumb things down the stretch, losing games they should have won. I mean they should they should be easily ahead in this division right now after that you know six game stretch where they're you know lost every game uh, imaginable at the end, you know, just making your head hurt, but. They, uh, you know, but for the most part, this team doesn't panic. I mean, they were getting just shellacked. I mean, they're down 17. And defensively, they have no answer. And they keep on fighting. They hang in there. They're, you know, down 17 in the third quarter. And you're like, oh, gosh. It had but, that, yeah, it had, I guess it's time to eliminate that feel of dread that you are certain it's not going to go right. I, it, needs to because i think there's ptsd in the fan base and i think there was on the team as well and i think doug is slowly in the staff he he put together a really good staff is slowly getting that out where this team actually believes they're never out of it and that's the mindset you have to have 
and you just keep on playing. It's a long game. Everyone knows that, in, you know, throughout the league. But we've lost for so long. I think this team was didn't believe they could win games. Tony, I agree they, that Peterson they, they is now. I, I agree that Peterson's a big part of that, but isn't – I mean, look, was there a doubt in your mind when Trevor got the ball after getting a second chance they were going to score? There wasn't a doubt in my mind, Tony. I've never felt that, not even with our boy Brunel. I've never felt that. I think the team can feed off of well, this. Let me, well, let me tell you why. Okay. It was the biggest move in the offseason. Trevor's the most important person in sure. the franchise. But Doug was the best thing that, that happened in this franchise in a long time in the offseason um, because he was critical and give Mike McCoy and – uh, 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 press Taylor a lot of credit along with him, but Trevor needs to be coached. He needs to be coached by an NFL coach in an NFL offense in an NFL culture and allow him to develop and learn how to play the position and not be like, well, not last year where he's thrown into the deep end and asked to be like the team spokesman and, and explain all this idiotic things his head coach was doing. Yeah. And, and, and and that's why I mean go back to the early in the season when I mean people are in a panic that Trevor was a bust oh gosh he's not going to be great and blah 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 and we talked about it on this uh, and on this segment several weeks I said no Trevor's gonna be fine he's not playing well but you have to give him time to develop and and, and learn the system and how to play the position at the, at the quarter at the NFL level and now he is he is that it's not. The question no longer is whether Trevor is going to be a franchise quarterback or not. The question is how great is he going to be? Agreed. Because he, he is a franchise quarterback. He's already he's there, happy. Tony. Yeah, there's no, I no mean, he's going to he's going to have missteps. They all do have a bad game, but the, oh, he's turned yeah. the he's he's turned the corner. He's a top 5 quarterback in the NFL. You people go oh, think you're overreacting. No, he's a top 5 quarterback in the NFL. Well, I, don't, I don't know if he's top 5 yet. I, I think mean, he is, but but, but I, I'll say I, that, I respect your this. opinion too, obviously. Well, I'll say this. I, you know, and I had this conversation last week with Pete. There's not ten quarterbacks in this league I take over him yeah. or anyone. It's a smaller number for me, but yeah, to the same same no, I'm point. Not, I said there's not ten. I mean, it's not even yeah. close. Right. Now you could get into the, you know, around the four to six, sure. To seven. Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, that level. To me, it's Allen and yeah. Holmes are the only ones. I, I mean, I, I get the uh, Burrow. Joe, or I, I get Joe, some other Joe, arguments. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen are in a category by themselves in my book. I, I fair enough. I, I'm not quite as on board with Burrow, but fair enough. That's he's he's obviously awesome. He's been to a Super Bowl already. Yeah, and so and so Trevor, I, I, it just it makes it fun in this league. We've said it forever. How long we've we been talking about it? You, you can't win consistently in this league without a court without the guy. Right. And well, you and have and you stay you in every game, Tone. You stay in every game when you have him. You know, you, that's if you don't have a good quarterback when you're down 10, we've seen a lot of that around here. You got no yep. chance. So now, and that, you know, again, along with that Peterson hand-in-hand, that, that translates to the team. That that transfusion has now been made. You've got a locker room down there that now thinks they're going to win every game. Well, and they believe in it. And remember we talked about it, and, and you gave me, not a hard time, but you questioned me a little bit about you have to learn how to win. Yeah. And – and it's not you go to a classroom or, you know, it's like, hey, do one, two, three, four, five. No, it's a, it's a confidence. It's, it's going through it and believing that you can overcome. Yeah. And that you're going to figure it out. And this team has gotten there. And when a team gets there, it doesn't have to be perfect. There's going to be mistakes. But you just keep on fighting. And you, and you make plays when you have to. And that's what this team has been doing. And 
even the defense. Listen, our defense is not very good. Yeah, it's bad. We're just not a very good defense. No, we're bad. Yeah, that's whatever. And but we have some good. I'm not, and that's not an indictment of the coaches. No, players. it's just, just a like, bad defense. I mean, statistically it, it, and otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, but but what we're what, when we're playing well, and we're playing with confidence, and we're playing fast, we the good things happen. And and this what this defense did yesterday, and they did in Tennessee yeah. as well in the second half. They made adjustments. They started making the plays they should. They're in the right position. They're knocking the ball out. They're, you know, harassing the quarterback. You know, they're, they're you know, it's not consistent. It's not like it's a, a top-end defense where you you say when they get on the field, the team's not going to score. I mean, there's nervous points at every moment of the game when That's we're out sure. there. But – Boy, I love how they played. Tony, I'll, I'll give you – I'll tell you about that defense and the lack of trust in them. I, I, this probably didn't even come up in the broadcast, but I wonder I, – I literally I literally thought this, but w- when the Jags were fourth and two and a half from the 33 there in overtime – You thought about going for it. I really – there's a part of me that said, we should go for it here, man. The de- I don't trust the defense to stop them. The offense is on a roll. If you give it to them at the 35 or at their 35, I mean – you're two plays away from being in field goal range yesterday, and I'm so glad that I don't get to make the decision because had they not, we wouldn't have had the magical end that we did. But I'm I, was that even in your train of thought? You just no. asked me that, but yeah. No, no. I mean, you're sitting there thinking, oh gosh, if we punt here, if we go three now. Yeah. I don't see. I, I, I was, I was nervous when we punted away. Yeah. Um, but you, you had to punt it because they're with their kicker. They're yeah. right. They're in and you put range. and you put some. You know, you put, listen. Your defense is reeling. We all know that, but you. Put some confidence in them. They look. They gave you the three and out to get you back in the game. It would have been a slap in their face to go for it from your own thirty-three. No. I get that. Yeah, and the defense did get the three and out. You know, at the at the end yeah. of the uh, at the end of regulation. Yeah, shocking. Uh, by the way, <laughs> well, I mean, it, and it happened because the first, I mean, if you look at the game yesterday when they won on first down, where they let you know they held the Cowboys, you know, not getting four or more yards in first down, they weren't too bad. Right. I mean, but they were just getting killed and not huge runs but this is grinded out eight running. yards of like, time it's so frustrating yeah. isn't it it felt like they were in second and three all day all, all yeah. day and so you know they won on first down and and then the cowboys helped us i mean the most idiotic play of the game is third and ten what are you doing throwing it deep right you let us say either the, run let, it yeah you, you save the time out yeah or you do a, a naked or something a, a for sure completion and maybe you pick it up. You probably win the game if you don't stop the clock there. I mean, as it came down yeah. to it, we needed Evan Ingram yeah. to stretch and get out of bounds. And they may have won. I, I didn't understand that call either. That was dumb. It was a bad call. Yeah. But that's all right. Yeah. Take it. We'll take I it. I mean, you Darn capitalize right. on people's mistakes. And, and I'll tell you what, Evan Ingram, you know, everyone will talk about the game he had last week against Titans, 162 yards. It was fabulous. That play he made. Yeah, the one to. the game. Is a pro. That's a pro play. That's a gritty, understanding the situation, smart football. Who just says, "I'm getting out of bounds." Alan Hearn esque. Yeah, kind of like that. Remember when Hearn? Yeah. Same thing. Got yeah, out of bounds. Crawl that. Crawl out, out of bounds. Yep. And you know, Tony. It, it, but it, but I, I want everyone to understand. We don't win the game without yeah. that play. Yeah, we have to use the timeout, and it's over. You're that's right. Great. We don't have the time. Hey, listen, Tony. Um, as inadequate as the defensive additions have been and let's don't don't minimize how how poorly they've gone through free agency draft salary and otherwise to build a defense that can't stop anyone it's only fair to, on the other side it's the exact opposite 
whether it's free agency, these three receiving options have been unbelievably good, way better than I thought they could have been. The draft picks on offense, I mean, ETN, Lawrence, um, those offensive linemen, those tackles had to play musical chairs yesterday. I thought they played great. I mean, it, 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 there were some remarkable performances yesterday on both sides of the ball. I'd like you to first tell me how it seems like Walker Little must be a lot further along than we thought. I mean, there's this implication the kid never plays, that he's just, it was a wasted draft pick. But did, did, I mean, from what you've seen, did he play as good as like it would have seemed on the surface? Yeah, I haven't watched the tape because I had to fly out of okay. town for work last night, um, pretty much right after the game. Um, but I'll watch it today. Uh, he, from the naked eye, and I, I watched him quite a bit because he was one-on-one with Mike Parsons. And they helped him at times, but they were helping Cam and, and Juwan at times too with uh, Micah. But he had several one-on-ones where it was him and nobody else. And for the most part, he did a really good job. How hard is it really, to come I, in? I was, and, oh, my God. When you haven't played at all, Tony, right? You've played that position here. You've been sitting on the sideline watching every play of every game for three months. I, I, it's Forget about the length of it. Just that game. I mean, you're back. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the big man standing yeah. around that yeah. long. You gotta, you gotta, I mean, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. And you come into a game where everyone's in the, you know, in the throes of, you know, battling and you're, you know, you're kind of got a feel for the game and what's going on. And you come off the bench cold and are asked to go block, you know, one of the best defensive pass rushers in the NFL. And he did a great job. I was so happy for Walker Little because he's been criticized and questioned about the pick and he, and, and he hasn't played great. He, he didn't win the job from Juwan where everyone was really hoping he would kind of, I mean, that was kind of the thought because yeah, Juwan had that's fair. played average and you were looking to upgrade, and you did upgrade because Juwan t- took a huge step this year. The comp- competition was really good for him. But for Walker Little to come off the bench, and the best compliment you can give an offensive lineman, especially a guy who's coming off the bench like that, is nothing changed. Right. It wasn't a panic. It wasn't, oh, my gosh. It wasn't Trevor getting just hit in the face every play because he can't hold up against a really good player. And so Walker Little was huge. And and I haven't heard – I don't know if the team has put out an official – On Cam's injury? On Cam. I don't know the severity of it. I've been it, looking. I haven't heard yet. It didn't look good. And so he might have to – I mean, I'd be shocked. I mean, I, I don't know what the prognosis is. I didn't like the look of it on the replay or, or kind of his body language coming off the field. Um, E.T. says he's got something – no, oh, okay. Not on that, but oh, oh, oh. it's still in regards to the, to, to the O-line. So, in the past seven weeks, Trevor's been sacked one time, right? A few more than that, but more, not many. A couple of times, and he got sacked one time yesterday. So, who is to, you know, take the credit for that? Who can be credited for that? Is that Trevor or is that the O-line? Because, you know. No, it's everybody. Pass, pass protection is everybody. Starts with the quarterback as far as making sure you're on the right protection. I do you in the front. Then obviously it's the guys up front. The five guys have to, you know, do their job. You're gonna have backs and tight ends in there at times. And then let's not forget the coaching staff. I think Phil Rauscher is a. I don't think I know. He's a great offensive line coach. It was a great hire by Doug. He's a great teacher. He's great schematically, and and Doug does a great job of designing the offense, moving the pocket, helping guys when you need to, chips and everything else, to protect the quarterback. And then obviously it's. At the very end, it's Trevor getting the ball out and guys winning outside. So it's always a group effort. 
and when failure happens, it's, it's you know it starts with the offensive line, but it can be the whole group as well. So I give all those guys credit. They played a good game at a really good defensive front. Um, to give up one sack and I think only four hits is is really impressive. So I was super happy for Walker Little, um, and we're going to need him. Yeah down the stretch probably, or at least you're going to need him Thursday night. We'll wait and hear. We'll a wait a hear sprain at the very one. least in a week or two, wouldn't you think? Yeah, at the very least. Yeah. I mean, based on how he came off the field and then returned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll wait We'll wait and hear what the official report is here. I, um, and then the other guy I want to talk about, you talked about, you know, some of the criticisms that's happened around free agency in the draft, and rightfully so over the years. But one guy that they got it right with, yeah, is Rashawn Jenkins. Best defensive game by an individual Jaguar in franchise history. No one's had a better individual he, game. And, and Jeff, he's been really good all year. He has. Last year he struggled, and we said so, and he ended on, on – but we've also – we've been alert to the fact that he's playing much better. He he has I played mean, like, he's really played to compliments football. this year. Yeah. I mean, really good football. Well, and yesterday he's emotional, just, and he's, the en- he's an engine on that defense. He'll hit you, too. He's not the biggest guy. He'll hit you. Oh, he's a stud. I love I loved him last year. Now he was inconsistent at times last yeah. year and made some dumb penalties. I yeah. think um, at times, but I've I've loved him when he was at the uh, San Diego and Los Angeles Chargers. He comes here. He's a great he's a great guy, a great guy to have on your team. And he gosh, he played his ass off yesterday. He really did. Uh, I thought Josh Allen played a good game. I mean, he only had oh. one sack, but he sir seemed to affect that game. Tony, he was all over the place. Was he? Okay, Josh good. Allen I'm glad had, to hear that. I thought it looked Allen like had a good game. Yeah. Arden Key played well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and Alucon is just consistent all he day is. long. Just, yeah. He's just, just a tackler. People. Yeah. <laughs> Why, what <laughs> is, you know what, Tony, we were mentioning guys that are playing well and there's guys on levels. Is it just not overall depth? Is it the is it the scheme? But, I mean, even on this no, winning streak, we're giving up 30 a game, Tony. We don't stop anyone. Yeah, I think it's, it's we have some issues at corner. I, I, we just can't play man, I don't think. Yeah, we got one um, corner. We got, I mean, uh, Campbell can 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 play with just about anybody, but that's it. And we're not we're we're still not a great pass rushing team, and we're struggling to stop the run. I mean, we just we're not we're not doing anything well consistently throughout a game. On is that personnel, Tony? Is there not enough talent, or is it scheme, or is it experience, or or do you not know for sure? Well, I think it's never one thing, Jeff. We talk about this a lot. Everyone because what we want is fans. And I think it's just human nature. We want somebody to blame because that tells us that we can point, pinpoint it's this person's fault or it's because of this. Then we feel like we can fix it quickerly. And I don't think it's that ever. And in this case, it's a combination. You have a first year. Did you just say quickerly? No, quickly. Okay. Um, no, I said I, I know when I. Okay, I was just that. I, that would yeah. be a delightfully cute. No, I, I do it all the time. That, yeah, that, I do it all the time. I know, no doubt about it. Yeah, but it was not it's all good. Time. Okay, I, I thought you said quickly, which I would just. Been, no, 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 I would have no, loved no. that so much. I'm disappointed. <laughs> no, quickly. Um, the uh, we're it's just you know, so you have a first year coordinator uh, who's learning. It's the first time he's called defenses in a game, and I think he had a mindset coming in what he wanted to do. And I don't think we've, and I think it's play man and blitz and get it from the quarterback. Um, and we don't have, I don't think we have the back half to do that. Play man. We struggle. And you saw even Trey Herndon at times. I mean, see, you know, CD lamb against Trey Herndon is just a terrible matchup for us. Yeah. I mean, he, Trey's just not fast enough. He's really good. I think he's better in the nickel when you can put him in zone 
he does a good job because he's a really good tackler. He's physical. Um, so that so and then we just are not a consistent pass rush team. We don't win up front um, often enough, and so it's hard to play defense in this league when you can't. You don't cover great, and you don't rush faster. Yeah, I could be cynical. I'm not, I'd prefer to be positive about what we are. That listen, that '96 team didn't play the best defense in the world either. You get everything's wrong. Not that they were terrible. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying it's a it's a process, right? You won playoff games 30 to 27. They won 17 10, and I I can't. And I'll, this is the last. We'll leave you with this tone. We can talk for two hours after a win like yesterday and the streak that this team is on. But it kind of has that '96 vibe. We've been referencing it, and with each. You know, with each successful step, it feels more and more like that similar feeling we all had back in, in 1996, no? Yeah, I, I try not to go back and do it because I don't – yes, but I hate doing that. Okay. Because each team is unique. Yeah. And what they go through and kind of how they get there. Um, and you don't want to start putting that on a team because that was – you know, that team was so fond memories of, you know, longtime Jaguar fans. With that said – it's a young team like that team was. You have talent, like 96 had talent, but unrealized and wasn't putting it all together. You have talent in this team. And they're starting, and, you know, there's something at some point in 96, we started believing we were just going to win games. And I think that's where this team is. So there's a lot of similarities. Um, and let's hope they can replicate that. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. But, you know, you got For a sure. tough game. You got a tough game this week. Um, I think this team, this game is tougher than the Dallas game. I think the Houston game is going to be tough, Tony. They're playing hard down there. Hopefully, we catch oh, them. Oh gosh, just, I don't. I don't think there's an easy way. Like, some give up? No, I mean this no, is a tough stretch. Not but an easy I, one. I mean, you're going to the Jets team. It's going to be cold. It's Thursday night. Yeah. It's a short week. You're going to be beat up. They need it too. Like, just just like they Jags. need it too for the playoffs, and they have a great defense. Yeah, they do. I mean, for this, sure. so yeah. like yeah. we, I talked about it this week. The, the only way the, the for the Jags to win it was going to be a shootout. I, I think I Jets have the number three five. defense in the league by yards and by points. They're I mean, second, so yeah, yeah this, I mean, it's, just, it's a real test. I mean, it's a real test. This is a game you need to go win seventeen thirteen. I hope they do. Uh, I, I think they will. And you know what? We've gone from in the hunt to in the driver's seat. Bottom line: win the three games you have left. You are the AFC South champs. Yeah, we control. We control. Amazingly fun. <laughs> Tennessee no longer controls your own that's right. It's beautiful. We do. Beautiful thing. And that's all you can ask for this time. Jeff, you remember at the beginning of the year, we said, what would be success this year? Mm-hmm. Meaningful and games we, in and, December. And we landed off. We landed on knowing that Trevor is the franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. Done. Check. Check. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Uh, and playing meaningful games in December. Yeah. Done. Well, it's, this it's, is a successful season. Now, it, I'm not, I, 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 I hear you. I, I, I believe we're going to the playoffs. I do, too. I said it on Monday night. Yeah. I actually I locked it. I said we were going to the playoffs. I I've already locked. That. I locked uh, next year's division title last week, so we're hot. We're hot. <laughs> we're, we're flowing. We're going um, to the Super Bowl. <laughs> There's ET. Yeah, yeah. So Wait. this team, you know, big game this week, and you know, you, you go win this one. Bottom line is, you go the, you go win this one, and. Yeah, it's yeah, and it's uh, yeah, yeah. You're you're a it's really yeah. You're a ta- now people are talking about you. Well, be careful when they do get into the playoffs. That's kind of football. Are they playing in well, the right bu- now? <laughs> if you get in the playoffs, you're going to play either uh, you can play Baltimore play Chargers. Baltimore, yeah. You're going to play Bo- no. You're going to play Baltimore Cincinnati. Yeah, today you're going to play the five seed. I, I don't think either of those are going to change. They're only a game up on on Miami and the Chargers. So who knows what's going to happen? Remember, exactly. 
No, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, they're not in fine, though. I, I, I think Baltimore we'd beat. I think that'd be a great matchup. I don't necessarily I, want the Cincinnati. The team I want to play. Yeah. If we do get – I mean, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Yeah, I know. I take the Chargers, too. I don't want the Dolphins. I don't – there's too much I want to do this for the fans because we at this time, the last several years, we've been talking about the draft. Who we're 100%. No, 100%. So we're, we're, and here's the, the difference, too. And talk about who we're going to play. Yeah, and here's the difference, too, Tone. For the Listen, this is the – and, again, I'm not embellishing here. I'm just – trying to be real and positive for a group of fans that haven't had any. This is the brightest future the franchise has ever had. We're staring at 10, 12, 15 years of greatness here, man. Not two or three or hopefully five. We, we're we going to have one of the best quarterbacks in the league for a lot of years, assuming he stays healthy. And best quarterbacks in the league for a lot of years win multiple division titles. They go to Super Bowls. They win MVPs. I feel like that's where we're headed. Well, we got the guy. Yeah, hopefully. And there's no doubt about that. I mean, this is by no means the best team we've had in franchise. No, but the, the future, is, like the next five, oh, ten is, years, is, whatever. I will window. say this. I've not been this excited <laughs> for, for the Jaguars as a team since I played on the team. They're, they're, well, uh, beautifully said. It's a great way to finish up. Tony Baselli, Breakfast with Baselli, the pride of the Jags, the Hall of Famer. Tony, we appreciate it so much. Um, and we'll talk to you next week, hopefully after another another big Jaguars how about we do this? Uh, let's do uh, breakfast with Pacelli on Friday. Okay. I um, know they are doing, the station is doing a, like the fifth quarter show in the morning because the game's ending so late. But let me, let me see. Are, are you guys back, not on? We are not on. Oh, then I'm not going to. We'll, yeah. we'll do it. All right, Tuesday. Yeah. Monday or Tuesday. Well, Tuesday. Monday's Christmas. No, Sunday's but Christmas. But the holiday, the, the, this Christmas holiday is, is, I know you'd have us working 385 a year. Dude, it's football season. There's no ha- there's no such thing as holidays. Right, we got you in the Hall of Fame. We took up some overtime for that. <laughs> All right, we'll do it. We'll do- How about this? You guys text me when we're doing There we go. So- sounds perfect. <laughs> All right. See you, Tony. There he goes. That's probably- he's giving us a little bit of trouble here. I think that our our planning has worked perfectly, our vacation plan, or however you want to call it. I mean, we're – Y'all know where to find us. We got you in the Hall of We're Fame. So, That's great. Yeah, come on, man. I mean, our rest is gravy. All right. Uh, our, our buddy Matt Every going to join the party here for the last hour and a half. Uh, we'll be back with more next. It's the Monday Morning Quarterback. Thanks for Tony there on the Fair and Fair phone lines. You're listening to The Drill. Uh, who would you trade Trevor Lawrence for right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, if, you, like if you're sitting here in Jacksonville, Trevor, you wouldn't trade Trevor for Dak. I mean, as good as Dak is and he's played, I wouldn't trade Trevor for Dak. And we okay. determined there's really like four or five guys in the league right now. You know, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, and then... And Herbert. Then maybe Herbert. Maybe. I, you know, I don't, I'm definitely Herbert. Not, 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 sure, I, not sure you're going to feel that way after this Sunday. Yeah, I just took those boys to the woodshed. Not we them boys for lunch. <laughs> well, let's welcome in uh, Matt Every to the festivities for the next uh, hour or so. Matty, good morning. Those guys sound like a lot of fun to hang out with. Man, I took those guys to the cleaner just from a, like, like smart aleck, one-up, embarrass you. But also, Lawson, in my conversation with those guys, E.T., is I hit every point. Man, right? listen. Stop and, being nice. Unhumble yourself. You didn't take them to the cleaners. We took them out back behind the dumpster. Yeah. We punched them in the that face again and again and again. Unhumble yourself. And apparently, the, like, the Googans are just trying to kill them. Those guys are off this week, unfortunately. So, <laughs> I don't know if you're just getting through to them. You know, we were talking about something in the break, uh, Matt. <clears throat> and you got a 10-year-old boy. Yeah. You know, you grew up a sports fan. He's going to be a sports fan. Oh, yeah. And one great thing about having success as as a sports fan is the bonding. And the it's just not – look, if, if the Jags lose by 40, you your kid loses interest by halftime. He's out playing in the yard, and you're watching the game. 100%. Red cha- you know, it's, mm-hmm. like, it's like – I mean, the Jags make – 
a winning Jags team just makes the whole, it, it 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 helps families, it Dude. helps community, and wait, and so wait. so give me give me what it was like for you know Liam, little ten year old. Yeah. Yeah. He when Rayshon took that ball. Well, first of all, the 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 second half was just a complete roller coaster ride for him. <laughs> but when Rayshon took that ball back uh, for a touchdown. He couldn't even talk. I mean, there was he was fighting back tears, and that was that was cool as hell for me for me to see. Uh, and as a ten year old, right? And now he's hooked. And guess what? He gets to watch uh, Trevor Lawrence for the next 10, 15 years. You know, knock on wood, assuming that we don't, uh, you know, assuming that we don't have any injuries, and we're not gonna gonna think that way. But you know, it's just it, you picked a good place to, you know, to move and to locate. Yeah, that, what a, that's what I'm God, trying to what, say. What a win! I mean, Ray Sean. Zay, Trevor, Doug Peterson. I mean, give those guys a kiss on the lips today if you see them around town. <laughs> well, I don't want to go that far, but it's, <laughs> it's certainly a football team that looks like it's it's in the process of, boy, I thought those Chargers were going to blow it for us yesterday. They, they tried to. They tried to. They're so Charger, man. And we were talking about who would you want to play. I mean, Tannehill could barely walk yesterday. Yeah, we were talking about earlier who do you want to play in the playoffs if you win the division because you get a home playoff game, you'll face the number five seed. We bandied it about, you know what, E.T., we should change. You definitely want to play the Chargers. Yeah, I'm They're the Chargers. Right, now. <laughs> yeah. right? They're the Chargers. They, they can't they, they, they can't yeah. they can't sustain anything. And, and Char- Chargers or Baltimore? Yeah, they they really – That's what we said. Yeah, that's what we said. We kind of settled on Baltimore, but that's probably a mistake. I was quick to say that because Lamar is not there right now. Yeah. So that's like the easy – Yeah. But it's probably the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just Lamar and the Chargers have proven it a lot more. Than, I mean, Lamar and the Ravens have proven it a lot more than the Chargers. Big week this week, though. Big week this week. Um, Yeah, big week. Big game Thursday. Now, you – I love this. You've come in with the advanced weather forecast for me already. Yeah, well, my buddy's going up to the game, and he's – he uh. He actually asked me for some rain gear. He's like, it doesn't look good. So <laughs> to <rush you>. <laughs> he wants some of that. Hey, he wants some of that PGA Tour rain gear. Et that stuff keeps you, you know, bone uh, it dry. does. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just a great opportunity for uh, uh, for the team. What a week in the NFL overall, though. Oh my gosh! I mean, you said I know we were texting back and forth. Uh, Bizarre. Just some, you know all this AI stuff we got going on right now. How artificial come we, intelligence. Yes. How come we can't get AI like, for officials? Or, I mean, just <laughs> get at it. Get you're ruining the game. And it's arguable. I mean, it's arguable. And some of the that play yesterday when Ingram got out of bounds. I mean, thank God they reviewed it. Yeah, but they would have screwed it's, that it's up. Terrible. And, he, and that old doddering fool was staring right at it him. It was right there. And I think he's just so old. He, he just Th- that's the it. other thing. I was when when I they. Mean, I'm not when trying they, to be mean. No, 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 me either. But when they pan the camera to him, I'm like, this guy is too old to be in this. He's got a He's too old to be in this position. I think literally his mind. He knew that he needed to cross his hands over. And he just. Rolled it just out over. Yeah, it's and like, oh, it's safe. Yeah. I mean, out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just a dittering old fool. Get yep. him out of there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm and not then, a young man, but for Pete's sake, man. Oh, just so. It's bizarre. too important. And yeah, thank goodness they had to. But listen, it's getting now where the replay, they can't even get it right. Listen, I. I I, I don't like the Patriots. I they could lose every week as far as I'm concerned. I wasn't pulling for the Raiders yesterday, but that Keelan Cole catch Awful. that they called a, t- a touchdown. Awful. He was three inches over the line. Yeah, he had he had three you, toes on the on the line. I just and and they have a clear. And by the way, there's also, you know, when he kicks up the dirt, you can you can see the scuff mark, the divot in the white part of the line. Yeah, it's just how do you make that? How do you make that call and then go up and look at it and then that game to me. Makes you, it makes you think it makes you want it does it makes you think yes one that call two why okay if you're gonna run the ball there at the end of the game this is you know 
leading up to the lateral. If you're going to run the ball there at the end of the game, why don't you just take a knee? You're not going to break off a 60-yard run for a touchdown there. You know, it's a, it's a good point. I, th- that was, for a guy who's gotten kudos for his genius, that, that was the low point of Bill Belichick's career. Yeah. Just from the standpoint initially. And then Mac Jones gets posterized. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's hard. I don't that put that was on him. Rough, that's I mean, a rough look for that's Mac a big, right there. That's a big dude that ran right over him. I I, I didn't put that on, on him. I no, it's not on him. No, but I, I, know. Mean, I mean, I didn't even factor that. I mean, I'm still flabbergasted by the fact that this Jacoby Myers cat thought it was a good idea to throw it back to the middle of the field. I think I would have literally – I wonder what the rule is. Okay? I mean, I'm serious. The Patriots are on their own sideline. Mm-hmm. They've already picked up a first down. What if a coach ran onto the field and tackled him? It would just be like – it would be what, a would it be, 15 f- sideline yard, right? interference. Right? That's yeah. what it would be. Sideline like, interference. Like, I literally – like, as soon as I saw his arm go back, I mean, because they're standing from me to you – what if a coach just jumps off and knocks the ball out? I mean, mm. I, I cannot believe what I saw. That, listen, the first lateral, um, you know, from the running back was dumb. Yeah. But then what the re- made it look – that looked like a genius move compared to what the receiver did. Compared to Myers, yeah. yeah. Well, it's almost like that guy kind of facilitated it all doing the first one, and then his head might have been, well, this well is we're, later- we're, we're lateraling. Yeah. Are we down? You know, right. did he I, did he forget what the score was? Don't, I mean, don't kid yourself. It happens. It could happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it it could happen. So yeah, it was a crazy weekend in the NFL. We had three teams come from seventeen points down. We had the biggest comeback in NFL history. By the way, the refs tried to steal that one. Uh, it's disgusting. And that's Disgu- in the Vikings the, the, game. That fumble return for a touchdown. If that was a Jaguars game, oh, we would just lose. Our mind. We would lose our minds. And then they totally. Gave them a makeup call though. Later, Matt Ryan on that quarterback sneak on fourth it. and one, he got that. Yeah. They blew that whistle so fast. They let those guys push for ten minutes now, and then I. And by the way, this also is for far as like your, you know, your theories about being fixed. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting watching the Matt Ryan replay that they would not play it at full volume, so you could hear where they actually blew the whistle. Yeah, like who's to say they didn't blow the whistle after he'd already gone by? I don't, you know, I don't know exactly, but. Listen, if you blow a 33 to nothing lead as the Colts did, it doesn't matter. I mean, I, you know, it doesn't matter. Oh, by the way, the results are pouring in, and I don't want to make fun of the big fella too much, but he definitely said quickerly. That's might, what they're saying. Yeah, quickly. quickerly. Uh, that's, and again, I don't want to necessarily point it out, but that happened at 828 on the feedback. Guys, if, you want to, <laughs> if, you, if you want to go look at it, that happened at 828 there where – where we, uh, we dropped a quickerly into the um, into the into the equation. All right. Well, we got to try and quickerly catch back up and get on pace. So let's take a quick break. We'll do it quickerly. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk more. The Gators are a d- freaking disaster. If, if I, I just that's unacceptable. What happened the other day? Uh, Maddie is a uh, University of Florida Athletic Hall of Famer. So we'll we'll turn his, our attention to that a little bit. Continue with the Jags talk. Uh, Going to let you hear from the winning locker room. So many great storylines. And now from in the hunt to in the driver's seat, those are your Jacksonville Jaguars. It's the Monday morning quarterback, divorcementonly.com. We're going to let the band deal with this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Trevor drops, looks, fires. That ball's going to be caught. Into the end zone, touchdown. Zay Jones, a five-yard touchdown catch from Trevor Lawrence. You know, the, the, the mindset of the professional athlete is so important, Matt. You know that as a golfer. I mean, it's... Like, here's Trevor. He throws that interception, right? Cowboys capitalize. Just before you know it, we're down 27 to 10. You know, he responds with the three touchdown drives in a row, right? Everything's great. All right, then he fumbles. He basically probably thinks he gave the ball and the ball game away. Yeah. Yet somehow, 
it's not – you you know, there, there's some corollaries to golf here. You come out and you triple the first hole, right? I mean, yeah. that's that's what it's like throwing that interception. Right. To come back yeah, when from he, these things mentally, I don't care if you're a quarterback or a pitcher or a pro golfer, it's so important, I think, to successful professional athletes that they can bounce back from – Yeah. From I mean, what, glass, whatever adversity glass, they had. Glass half full or glass half empty. You, yeah. you know, you choose. When he fumbled that ball, you know, we we had the luxury of having three timeouts left. You know, he's he's coming off the field. God, he's such a he, he's such a dog. I mean, I ne- even when we the drive where he fumbled, I thought we were gonna score. When we got the ball back, I thought we were gonna score. Um but when he came off the field, it's almost like when something like that happens, you, do you, you you could you could you could come off the field and like dang it I just blew it or when we get the ball back hey we should have lost this already I get another look at this yeah let's go yeah you know and that's that was the vibe I got when we got the ball back you know my buddies and I are texting we're and we're score. saying I, I, yeah. we're gonna score here you know it, it, it's it's you know Matt that has been a theme this morning. And we've had some. And before success. it was, we're gonna find a way to f this up. You're right. Yes. Even before this year, he would. He would. Mm-hmm. And we would fumble against the Eagles, or we would throw the pick against the, you know, the Broncos or the Texans, and and it's like this, 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 this growth, this, you know, this maturing. It's happening, you know, right in front of our eyes. I want to. I want to clarify something because I've gotten this this on the text line, and it's just wrong, and I don't want other people thinking it. it says I love breakfast with Baselli, but actually both Jags and Titans control their outcome if they win. Um, they are in, and our mighty Jags. I I, I understand that, but, but two people. Yeah, uh, we I, control I, yeah, ours. I'm not caring about. There's 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 a thousand different scenarios. So, yeah, they both. No, I don't they care both about control both. It, right. But, but no kidding. This I mean, is a Jacksonville radio station. Well, and and <laughs> it is truthful. Okay, here's the reality. Only one is going to control their destiny. I guess. Right. So you, know, you can't have two destinies with two different outcomes. The Jaguars control their destiny. By saying that, that means that the the Titans don't because they would lose to us. So, I mean, I don't want to bog down the semantics here, gang, but we're all on the right. Uh, we're all on the same team here. Um, and a lot of football left too. Yeah. A lot. And then Houston is. I mean, for both teams, you know, sure. we, we both get Houston, but Houston is is coming off of two. Losses that could have been wins yeah. against the Chiefs and the Cowboys. It's so you know the it's so funny because it, it, like before those two games, I think Washington went down and beat Houston like forty to nothing or mm-hmm. something. So you know, hopefully we can find a game like that. We got a long losing streak again. We, this has been a season that we're knocking out these streaks. Yeah, like yes, we had another one yesterday, longest in NFL history. We lost twenty straight against the NFC before we won that, and and I think we're up to nine losses in a row to the Texans after losing to them at home this wow. year. And wow. so, but again. You know, I said last week the AFC South's got a, a Trevor problem. No, I, not, I, now the, the the NFL's got a Trevor problem. We're gonna have a, you know, we're gonna be in contention and and a part of the conversation. We're gonna be. And by the way, you want to talk about exposure? The whole world yesterday. If you don't have a game, if you don't mm-hmm. have a team, you got the Jacks Cowboys in the early window, right? Yep. Now you're gonna go to Thursday night, which I would argue this Thursday nighter will be as well watched as any this year, not because of the talent, but because most people are off Friday. Yeah, the time of the, the year, week. yeah. That's right. So you got to have a lot of people at home checking out this game mm-hmm. through the bu- 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 buffering. Um, all right. And then there's a very good chance if, if, if it ends up the Jags and Titans are playing for the division title, that that Sunday night finale will be flexed. Yep. 
And so that's going to be three of the last six weeks. Now you point to a team that could make it to the playoffs, and then there's more exposure. And what this adds up to is next year we're going to have three or four primetime games. Yeah. You know, and that's that's just part of it. We've never had one. It's been 26 years. We've never had one of the league superstars. We've had good players, but. And, you know, removing ourselves from the fan being fans and removing ourselves from that, I think if you aren't a fan of the Jags but you're a fan of football, we're an easy team to root for. We are a real easy team to root for. You know, I thought that yesterday. I'm thinking as this game, I said, you know, there are more people. Because if you are just Joe Ambivalent fan sitting in, you know, in in Chicago watching the game yesterday or, you know, someplace where there's not NFL. You're either a Cowboys fan or you don't like like Cowboys. And so, yeah, I know Cowboys fans think they make up half the world, but maybe – 10 or 15% of fans are Cowboys fans. Well, that means the 80 or 85 are go Jags. Right. And then to, to come through like they did. And, like, I, you know, I had this column. I don't know if you were listening. But I, I think it's worth repeating some of this. All right? This is by a guy named Frank Schwab. He's been covering and writing about the NFL for a long time. This isn't one of these 17-year-old CBS sports writers. They mm-hmm. put him in a big, you know, barn with a ceiling fan and just tell him write stuff. This is a guy who's been around. He's not prone to embellishment or overspeaking. This is what he wrote after the game yesterday. Dallas Cowboys are perfectly capable of winning a Super Bowl. Um, If they don't have the best defense in the league, it's on a short list. Yet on Sunday, the Cowboys had no clue what to do with Trevor Lawrence. Um, It felt inevitable that Lawrence would drive the Jaguars down for at least a tie. That's what great quarterbacks do. They put fear in any defense, even the good ones. Lawrence laser pass in between the arms of Cowboys safety to Zay Jones was... Uh, got the Jags in the field goal ra- range. They tied it in uh, regulation. Rayshon Jenkins returned an interception for the Jags' walk-off. But Sunday's win was a huge moment for Lawrence. It was a look at where the Jaguars franchise is heading. It's probably – now, this isn't Jag-related. This is just Joe right. Neutral sitting off in New York somewhere. It's probably a big moment for the league as a whole, officially ushering in a new superstar quarterback behind the velvet rope. Uh, Jenkins provided the highlight, but this is about Lawrence. Ask uh, the Cowboys' defense. He completed 27 of 42, 318, four touchdowns. Even if the Jags don't make the playoffs this season and don't count them out, um, it shouldn't be too long before Lawrence and the Jags take over the division. There have been signs for Lawrence becoming a megastar this year, had comeback wins. He's looked very good for brief stretches, but followed it up with a dud. It's time to stop worrying. Lawrence has arrived. He looks like he could be every bit the player he was touted. He shredded the Cowboys on Sunday. Lawrence uh, didn't have a Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert immediate impact as a rookie. His second season started with ups and downs. At some point, he has to make the throws. If you watched the game yesterday, there are no lingering questions about where Lawrence's career is headed. He made all the throws. He looks spectacular against an elite team with a fantastic defense. And it wasn't just one game. He's been on this groove for six games and then had the moment against the Cowboys. The NFL needs star quarterbacks. The 2021 draft class has struggled to live up. Not anymore. He looks like a future MVP. I couldn't agree more. And ET, I don't know if you've heard this before. NFL teams don't get better. They get better, better quarterbacks. quarterbacks. And, buddy, it's playing out right here on our plate. All right, let's take a quick timeout. We'll come back with a 9 o'clock hour. Matt, every in studio with us. Uh, we continue to celebrate in victory formation. Uh, we'll look at some other NFL news, uh, maybe see what's trending, and uh, perhaps take a phone call or two as well. Let's just get Joe in. Joe, you in first, actually. Hold on a second. What do we got here? Uh, bingo. Hello, Joseph. Oh, we gone. Oh. Uh, he must have. He heard me saying we're going. <laughs> well, Joe, if you want to call back, you can. If you want to save the audience that frustration, then we'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> this is the drill. <laughs> oh yeah, we're rocking to the final hour of the program. Matt Every is uh, sitting in with us. Dan Nickel on vacation this week. Uh, 
uh, hope you get some rest and relaxation. Rest up for, I don't know, maybe maybe playoffs what we got coming. I, I'm kind of with uh, Big Tone here. Uh, is it? Does this just show where Dan's head was I mean, early in the season? Do you, do yeah. you think this is going to be draft talk this week? Uh, well, or? you know, I think what happened was we ran out of days, and we oh. never, for years and years and years we never take our days. And you don't we, use it, you lose yeah, and it. Everyone mm. else is taking their days, and we're going to need some time off and refresh here a little bit for the for the home stretch. Mm. If we were both off, I'd get it, but you know, we'll make do. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get around it. Yeah. Um, Obviously, the Jags, as we as we operate out of a victory formation, are first and foremost. So we want to take some calls. I, I will say this before we get to the phone lines: as he gets it all lined up, and and this is why the World Cup should be played in the summer. It would get a lot of talk today around this country if you're trying to grow the sport. They don't play the World Cup to grow the game in the United States of America. But if this tournament and this finale we had yesterday had happened in July, like it's supposed to. I wonder what the impact and the reaction would be. And meanwhile, we just kind of slept through what was maybe the premier game in the yeah. history of the premier event when it comes to sports in the world. And we love the Super Bowl and our our sports, but the biggest sporting event in the world is the World Cup. And to have a final there with the equivalent of you know yeah. Bird v. Magic, ah, and right. they both play great. It and they was, went to penalty kicks. Yeah, went like, to penalty kicks at the end. And, I mean. They got to get rid of the penalty kicks. Oh, I love like, just it. Just keep playing. Maybe yes. go sudden death. It's a golden goal, right? Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, penalty kicks is hell. I, 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 okay, okay. So, if you watch Jordan versus Bird, and then they went to the free throw line to decide yeah. it all. Oh, but that's different, though. Yeah. The penalty kicks I, I get what, listen, from what, what he's saying, because it's a quick response. I mean, American sports fan – it, we get a little tired after 40 minutes of no scores. But if you that went game to was wide open yesterday, yeah, they were it, it, yeah. But if you went to straight first to score wins, which doesn't happen in soccer, that would be fun too. Oh in the very ultimate game, maybe we could argue, but I am not going to tell soccer traditionalists or soccer fans. Either what to way, do it, was, it was awesome. I was emotionally spent before the Jags game even started. See, I, I when I went down <laughs> to the game, when I went down to the game, it was two, it was two nothing Argentina, and it looked like it was going to be. Right, it was two nothing Argentina, and France looked like they were dead in yeah, the water. That's what I they, mean. Nothing was going yeah. for them. That was seventy five minutes in. I mean, and then all of a sudden you get that penalty, and momentum's a crazy thing in sports, man. It is a crazy thing. Yeah, I, I'm I, again. I mean, with all due respect to the geologists and meteorologists about players would drop dead from heat stroke, then I'm not s- <laughs> understand why it's not in July. That was a mistake. How about that? How about don't put the World Cup somewhere where you can't play it in the summer? Yeah, that's what we're saying here. Yeah. Uh, with all due respect to your academia, um, it I'm not worried, LOL, about playing in Qatar in June in the heat. Don't play it in Qatar. That was kind of the point. All right. Um, uh, let's see. Let's start with uh, Andre here, uh, first up and first in. Andre, good morning. Morning, Jeff. Morning, Matt. So, um, Jeff, you know that when uh, when you talk soccer, I come running. <laughs> they, we're not going to talk about the most amazing World Cup ever. We are going to talk a, about a sporting event, which was the Jags game yesterday. Take me as an ignorant, ignorant naive mm-hmm. Brit that loves sports, okay? Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm a Jags supporter. But if you can't root for the storylines that happened in yesterday's game of an up-and-coming young team, an underdog trying to take over an egotistical team, you know, that everybody knows isn't as good as they think they are, right, with the atmosphere that was there, the plays that happened, the story, it's just a fantastic sporting event. And, And I just want to relate it to the World Cup. Those that don't appreciate soccer as a sport but are sporting fans, if they would have given the World Cup final a chance yesterday, 
they would have come away as maybe soccer fans, but definitely sporting fans because similar similar storylines were in both games, and I just wanted to point that out. That's, on, that's on fair. That's fair, the, the, and, and probably the two biggest entities, individual, I mean, unless Ronaldo still registers that way, were on display. They both played great. The problem here with the World Cup, and thank you, Andre, for the phone call, is that, look, here in the U.S., we're going to follow the U.S. interests. Well, the U.S. are a plotting, boring, below-average soccer team. Yeah. It's hard to develop this big following and excitement for soccer when you send your team out and they don't score for 90 minutes. So... Yesterday's to the point, you know, it's going to be lost on an NFL Sunday and it's lost because of the time of the year and I get because of where it is in Qatar. And it's actually a good point that the guy's saying, yeah, if they would have played, it it, 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 it you I, know, would have been too hot. But it, we did not, you know, America did not get the chance to experience a soccer boom because of where and when this final was played. See, I don't, I don't know if it was lost in the U.S. yesterday. I okay. mean, I think the time of it, ten, the like I was telling you earlier, led into football. I mean, it, it led right in. It was yeah. perfect. It okay. led right into football. You know, it'd be interesting to see, and I wonder if they're down yet. But we'll definitely this week, and I'll check in this next break before we do our final segment. I'll check what the what the ratings were. Yeah. Ultimately, that's how you find out right. what were the TV ratings. That'll give you, you know, how in tune we were. Uh, our buddy Brian is prone to burning Jags gear and paraphernalia through the years, but I'm guessing the uh, lighters are uh, under lock and key these days. Hello, Brian. <laughs> What's going on? Man, it was absolute pandemonium yesterday in that stadium. It was one of the greatest atmospheres in that stadium I've ever been in. Yeah, it was um, it was terrific, and we've had them, but they've just been so few and far between, and it's been a lot of, you know, the end of the 17th season, the win over Seattle, I, I think was the closest to kind of what we felt yesterday, but uh, but for sure. It, it, you there? Did we lose him? Brian's phone burned. Brian, we get your point, man. Uh, appreciate the phone call. We'll talk. Uh, Joe, you is next. Joseph. Top of the morning, boy. Hello, Joe. Hey, Joe, uh, you. How are you, buddy? Man, look, bro. That was uh, – I just going to give you props, though, Joe. I've been What's that? 20, I, I'm, I moved here in June of 2002, and I started listening to you guys probably uh, maybe in August. Okay. That was the best. When we stay in the hood, if we're not going to win the game, we we damn sure going to win the fight. Okay. The fight was won Friday morning when you and E.T. broke y'all foot off of them dudes behind yeah, us. Get out <laughs> that of was such a source yeah. of civic pride because, you know, if you travel and you live here, and the first thing people say, oh, when y'all moving to London, you know, when I'm like, oh, they don't have any fans. I'm like, bro, they got fans. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm in New Orleans all the time. I'm from New Orleans. But, but I live here, and it's a great place to live, and they have diehard fans. And yesterday, but Friday morning, when those bumpkins tried to handle y'all, yeah, bruh, I'm not like having I said, it. You, Jeff looked at his wrist and had time that day, and ET came in with the "What are you doing?" He, drive to Houston, like yeah. what are you doing, Dallas? Yeah, I, I, that I, was great, man. That got us set. That got us started off right. Good. And the game, so much fun. And like you, Jeff, I listen after the game. I try and go. I want to find uh, Frangie's call. I like to get a local call. Yeah, I'm searching for that. I'm looking for what the, the national people are saying for a great way, great game. And uh, I think this is ushering in uh, Trevor Lawrence. Era. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think we got a, I think we got a Peyton. I think we got a, a an Aaron Rodgers. I think we got a, a Mahomes. A, that's what I think we have here. And it's going to be fun uh, watching watching that 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 thought play out for sure. Joe, thanks for, for the phone call. E.T., he said he loved hearing that that final play by play call of the of the game deciding play. You know, being here at 1010XL, the home of the Jaguars, where the voice of the Jaguars, Frank Frangi, uh, hangs his hat in the afternoon. Um, well, what do you know? We happen to have it. He drops the throw. 
Looking, looking, fires middle of the field, and that ball is picked off! It is picked off by Rayshon Jenkins! He's running it back along the right sideline! That is going to be a touchdown! That is going to be a touchdown! The Jags are going to win it on a Rayshon Jenkins pick six! Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Get him out of there. No, we ain't kidding. That's making me smile, <laughs> man. Me I, that's making me go cheekbone to cheekbone with smiles. I, it's one of the better calls I think Frank has had. Now, it helps when you – I mean, my man Frank's just been calling – you know, be calling these games for this dog team, right? <laughs> it's hard to get these like natural, genuine, excited calls, and so I that that makes me uh, smile. So good job by the boys in the in the booth yesterday, as well as the team on the field. Leo, Uncle Leo from Mandarin. Hello, Leo. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you, Jeff, very much. Hey, I gotta say something, man. I'll be brief. Okay. I want to just amend my statement from last night on the post game show. Okay. And I want to just say this, man. Put my name down next to Trevor. I'll take him versus everybody, and oh, I mean that. What I good. say, I like him. Listen, I like him for these reasons. His escapability in the pocket is getting much better. The way he scrambles out of that pocket, the way he moves is a lot better than some of them other quarterbacks y'all want. Why not this year? Trevor Lawrence is one of the best-looking quarterbacks in the league, and I ain't talking about his hair. I'm talking about the way he throws and the way he plays. I want to see him in the field this year versus Burrow, and so we can see who's the man. And, get, we, and listen, we got three games left. Look at our strength of victory schedule, man, our, our percentage. It's 530, dude. Yeah. We, are, we are beating good teams. Yeah. And I just want to say this, man. I'm really believing Doug and Trevor because I'm going to tell you something. I, I felt like an old man yesterday, like I was losing my mind. When that man picked that ball up, I thought that was I thought that was Rasheem Mathis, man. I need some new memories. Yeah. And Doug and some? Trevor is going to provide that. Yes, yeah. they're going to provide me some new memories that we can live off of, man. And I'm so excited, All man. Right. I think we're going to win these last three, bro. I, have a good I, one, I, I mean, it's it's hard to not believe in him. Uncle Leo coming in strong today. All right, continue on the fair and fair phone lines. Uh, Leon from the South Side. Join. Hello, Leon. What's going on, boss? You. Hey, hey look here, man. I'm going to confess this right now. Okay. I'm up. I'm up. I, I literally, bro. I saw Jesus Dove fly over that dude, uh, Trevor, when he fumbled that ball. Uh huh. When he didn't fly, I, I literally lost it. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. To you. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. I lost it. Man. Okay. I wanted to do something. Yeah. He and answered. I, I, I threw up. I threw down my beers and started just walking out. <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm hearing all this stuff going on. I'm hearing all this stuff going on, and I was just so proud, but I felt bad. I, I said. Damn it, they won while I'm in the cup. Well, but I was so heated. It happens, man. I was so You sacrifice. Hey, listen, if I told you, if I told you, listen, throw your beer down and get out of here and they'll win, you'd have done it. So, uh, no, Brother, hey, no harm, hey, no foul. For me, to throw my $20, for me to throw my $20 bill, <laughs> hey, I was pissed off. But yeah. God bless him, man. I really enjoyed it. Thank he threw you. threw it and left the stadium is what he did. He had enough. Threw the beer down and left the stadium, E.T. Didn't work out quite uh, well enough. All right, that's going to do it for our phone calls this morning. Uh, it is the uh, Monday morning quarterback. We uh, appreciate your feedback, especially on these days where we're winning. But we'll take our final break. Come back uh, in the studio with Matt Everett, uh, Matt Every this morning. You're listening to the drill. Played a little of this for him, didn't we? Played a little for this on Friday. That was beautiful. I just, I, I tell you what, look, the other side of your stadium being half full for the opponent's fans is letting them leave knowing what the deal is. Raiders, you want to load up? Just leave, baby. Ravens, you want to come to town? Yeah. 
The mm-hmm. telltale loss. Get the hell out of here. Stop but, by 9117 Hogan Road before you get there, though. Yeah, we got yeah. something for you. Yesterday was the best of all, though, because I've had a number of people on it. It's not just the volume as far as number of Cowboys fans. I've had a number saying they're the most obnoxious fans that they've well, had listen to put to up the radio the radio guys those guys that called us trying, you're trying to you're trying to one-up me buddy i'll take you to the backyard yeah i got quick. the wrong one with jeffrey process yeah you picked the wrong station buddy i don't know what college radio station you think you're talking to but i'm about to teach you a lesson and then our football team taught you one those on guys Sunday. the both of those guys last week were picked on as little kids 100 well, and then they were again on friday if you ask me but again yeah. i that was fun, and again, I'm amazed by like the feedback of that. We're just kicking it around. I I wouldn't consider it like the best, most creative, informative thing we do all week. But buddy, that certainly that struck a chord, didn't it? It did. Yeah. Man. It hit the city. It, yeah. Jacksonville really felt that. Yeah, they the did. Text line went crazy. Yeah. They couldn't wait for me to post it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. I was getting things. I mean, I got my. This is how it went. Like we don't. Do we do Instagram here? Do we have do. an Instagram? We do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do we post it on Instagram or not? Uh, I'm not sure if that's on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, somebody sent. Well, somebody sent me. Oh, it's on Facebook my, and Twitter. My mother-in-law and sent me a, a like a like a link from Instagram. I'm like, which right. I didn't think we even posted, which means somebody took it from where you put it, right. And put it on Instagram. Graham Cam. Yeah, Graham Cam. Well, there you go. So, uh, that was fun. It was fun for the football team to match, right? That, yeah. that aggressive passion yeah. that we showed with those guys. And you know what? Maybe think twice next time before you go calling us a little anything. That's going to be awesome for those guys, you know, our guys, too, to, to be playing in front of a full stadium. I've never seen it like that. Never. Man. Yeah. See, never. I have. I've been here around long enough. But, nonetheless, it was still different yesterday. I would say, I would, I would say that, that that 2017 Seattle game was close to yesterday. Yeah. yeah. You know, that was close. And we played a game against the Chargers where we came back in the fourth quarter. Rayshon was on that team uh, that, that felt close. But, I mean, because of the opponent, because of as many fans that they had, it kept – you know, it had one of those games. I've always said the game that I've been to in person where I could physically feel the momentum changing mm-hmm. was a, the Florida-Alabama SEC championship game in 08. They played back-to-back years 08-09. And, and, and Florida ended up winning, and they went and won the national championship against, um, against Oklahoma that year. But during that game, I mean, Alabama, again, you could feel it. And then Florida, and you could feel it. And because you got these two, you know, huge um, – you know, excited fan bases in the building. That kind of it kind of felt like that yesterday. You could you just felt that momentum switch after the big touchdown, and then to follow it up immediately with the first interception by Rayshon Jenkins. And you know, we said this before. There are some, you know, there are some that could rival, but I think we saw the best individual performance by a Jaguars defender in franchise history. I mean, the, the numbers say so. No player in NFL history. I'll just throw this in there as a little daily's double take. Uh, no player in NFL history has had 18 sacks and two interceptions in the 18 tackles mm-hmm. and two interceptions in the same game. I got a question, Jeff. Yeah. Outside of franchise history, is there another game that anybody has played like that was that good? Yeah, I you know not knowing the individual right. histories of every, I'm sure but we can nothing, find somebody no, who. But that was crazy. I mean, if but if we're not going to give you know Calais Campbell's four sacks any recognition, oh, I got one for you. That game that Derek Thomas played, where he had the six sacks. The oh, DT, yeah. right? That was that was pretty impressive <laughs> was at the that? time. Gosh, that would have been like Past early '90s, probably. Yeah. Nine, early, yeah, I'd say it was early early to mid '90s when he did that. That would be my guess. I mean. Derek Thomas played at Alabama, what, late 80s? So, yeah, he, I mean, it was the Chiefs. I think it was it was against either the Raiders or the Seahawks that he did that. He he had a couple of big games. But I 
to, oh, to wow. your point. Correction, seven sack game in 1990. Yeah, seven mm. sacks in 1990. Against the Seahawks. Yeah, seven. Sheesh. That's pretty pretty amazing, oh, isn't my it? my gosh. Uh, but as far as just the Jaguars go and, and knowing and having seen every game for all these years, um, I, yeah, it was the best defensive game. I guess he, yeah, look, And I feel good for that guy, too, because there's – we would have all cut him after last year. Yeah. He did not have a good year. He ended on injured reserve. He had two passes defended all year. I remember as a game I saw or a safety, I think it was like maybe Tyron Matthew had three in one game. We had a guy with two all year. You know, he did not earn those free agent bucks last year. And he has bounced back with the authority this year. I'm watching these uh, highlights from yesterday and the, or Saturday. They're showing the rerun and the showing a little bit of the Colts game. Okay, our, I know you called us winning our division. I mean, our division is is other than us, it's not looking great for the future at all. I mean, do do Houston, what now? Our division. Yeah, Houston mess. No quarterback. N- no, uh, Tennessee. No quarterback. I mean, we're getting quarterback. What are they going to do in Indy? Are they uh, no quarterback? You, what about their coach? Do they keep him around? I mean, it, that might just be no, like Jeff a, Saturday. No, that's a t- that's a space filler. I can't. I mean, if he would have come in and and just amazed and won, then maybe he could have kept him. You can't keep that guy. He's making dumb decision after dumb decision. Everything that you said about hiring a guy with no experience is played out with yeah. Saturday. Yeah, and he's a nice man. And if they weren't a division team, I would even root for him. But and root for the root for. For somebody to prove that, well, you don't have to be some rocket scientist to coach an NFL team. It just feels like we have, you know, other than maybe a couple holes on defense, we have our ducks in a row and we're, we have the best foundation right now, far and away. For sure. Well, and again, it, it all start, stops and starts with the quarterback. And I said last week, the AFC South has a, has a Trevor Lawrence problem. No, the NFL has a Trevor Lawrence problem. He's going to be tough to stop. This mm-hmm. team's going to be tough to stop. And, uh, next stop is New York. We get a primetime game. It's on a short week. I, you know, I, I, I'm always a little leery. Like I never quite know who do you want to face. Do you want to face a team that's been playing great and won four or five in a row, or do you want to play a, face a team that's pretty good but they've lost two or three straight? I mean, we just played Dallas. They'd won five in a row. We yeah. beat them. Yeah. And you know, the Jets have been on a little bit of a tailspin here since, you know, they were in, in better shape, and I think they followed all the way to seven and seven now. Well, they're a little bit of a mess. I, I also think that they – they have some locker room issues too. There, I'm not sure how crazy their team is about Zach Wilson. That that's a tough one. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough I one. I mean, they were pretty high on Mike White when he came in. All, all you know, you, some some of the quotes to receivers. Um, I think we're getting him at a good time. I, I you know, I I hope so, and and I hope. Look, I I tell you what, we're probably not given enough due this morning. Okay, and we won the game, so you're excited. Like, the Cowboys' defense was every bit as good as the Jets' defense before yesterday. Statistically, the Cowboys were the third-best scoring defense in the league. They had the second-most sacks in the league. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure that the Jets' defense is any better than the Cowboys' defense. Now, does that mean you're going to score 40 on them? I'm one of those defensive? No, but it does mean it doesn't mean they're going to hold you to 10 or right. 13, that you're going to have to win 13-6. Our defense, dude— is not good enough to stop any. I can't imagine that they don't score 20. I mean, I can't imagine another NFL team not scoring 20 on our defense. Do you think a bad weather game suits us? Or um, I'm not big on bad weather helping my team. I, oh, yeah. I've never I, I feel like it's way. an equalizer. Yeah. In this case, we're the more talented yeah, team. I don't it, want an equalizer. Yes. I want to be Trevor to be able to sling it around and for, you know, for Zay Jones and Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram to continue on this 
you know, this 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 surge. I mean, I was looking at the stats, dude. I mean, these guys. I, look, I know Keenan and Jimmy would catch a ton of footballs. What what's the record for catches for any player not named Jimmy or Keenan on this football team? Like who who has the mo- can you find Jaguars single season receptions, you know, history? Like like I know Jimmy's been in the 120s maybe even and Keenan's had over 100. What mm-hmm. like are are we going to by the end of the year look up and and both Christian Kirk and Zay Jones have caught I mean, Zay Jones, I remember being in here in the summer with you guys. There's no Z- way you could have thought that. Zay Jones was battling for a roster spot. There's th- listen, I, people, and, and I will freely admit, I wasn't big on the Zay Jones. He looked like every other mediocre, underachieving player. It'd be like if you went and got Jalen Ragor or, or, you know, any of these guys that are first-rounders or picked somewhere, and they just never become what you thought they were. He was the second-round pick by Buffalo. But you're talking about a guy in his career – in 2018, a long time ago, had 56 catches for Buffalo. Well, I got it for you, Jeff. Okay, last year he had 47. For the, There's no reason to think that Zay Jones was going to have 85, 90 catches for 1,000 yards. His career high was 652 in yards. His career high was 56 in catches. So, I, I'm not saying I didn't think he could be that, be a 40, 50-catch guy, but not a guy who's determining games. All right, what do we got? These are the leading totals, <laughs> single-season receptions in Jack's history. I'll start at the top, which is Jimmy Smith, 116. Okay. Then Jimmy Smith, 112. Okay. Keenan McCardell, 94. So only two over 100 is both Jimmy. Okay, 94 for Keenan. 93 again for Keenan. 93 for Keenan. 91 for Jimmy. 91 for Jimmy. 85 for Keenan. All right. 85 for Keenan. Okay. 83 for Jimmy. Okay. 82 for Jimmy. We're going to get That's there. That's nine. So it takes – there's nine players. The 10th person, Allen Robinson with 80. Oh, so Allen – if you're not named Jimmy or Keenan, <laughs> Allen Robinson is – is yeah, and we're going to have two guys blow by that number. Mm. Now, a lot of that is Trevor. Uh, I think if Allen Robinson were catching footballs from Trevor, not Blake Bortles, that story may be different. Those numbers may be different. But, yeah, that's that's kind of right in line with what I'm thinking. You know, Jimmy and Keenan had nine with at least 80 no, or 83. Nine. The only other guy who caught 80 in franchise history was Allen Robinson one year. And here we are in year one. And, by the way, both those guys are back, and they're adding Calvin Ridley. Oof. I mean, and, and Fortner has played great. And these Oof. the offensive line, and Sheriff signed long-term. I mean, I really feel like – We're going could, to the Super Bowl. I, 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 I feel <laughs> like you could do nothing offensively and be okay. I know they will. You could – Stand and maybe pick up another tight end. Evan that's, a great, that's a great position to be in. Correct. Great position to right. be in. Right. Now, you can go and you can – but you got to hit some of the they're, – they are doing an awful – as good as they're doing in building the offense, from the drafting of ETN to Trevor to Fortner to the tackles to the decision-making to the, to, the, to the free agents brought in, Sheriff and those three pass catchers. That's terrific. Now, we didn't mention this. Um, are you concerned with ETN and his fumbling issues? Well – yeah, I am. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, that's two weeks in a row. We've never had – and this was a talking point yesterday. I was, you know, in the stadium talking to a couple of dudes who, you know, said, are we going to talk about ETN and fumbling? We haven't had a fumbler in a while. Fred has a little bit of a fumbler maybe early his first couple of years. I, I don't – and don't hold me to that. But, like, we've not ever had a fumbler. You don't want to be a fumbler. He's already it, at the top of the list. Yeah, ETN sure. is, is had some, some ball control issues. and And those are devastating. Is that three weeks in a row, right? He, he had the one that. to start at, at, oh, at, at Colts. 
or Detroit was it Detroit? Detroit Second started, game. Yep. and didn't he have? Or, was. or was it not a fumble where he kind of ran into the guys? Or is that yesterday? I'm thinking of. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yesterday we ran into our own guy. Yeah, yeah. he kind of was just never had yeah. total possession. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not too worried about it. I, I hope he doesn't get in his head and it becomes a thing. But you don't want to give the ball to the other team, that's for sure. And when you do, ultimately, I mean, we lost a turnover battle yesterday and still won the game, which is another sign of a. Mm. Of a team, but yeah, we got guys here. Uh, Seventy-four catches for Jay Jones, seventy-three for Christian Kirk. So they are going to join Jimmy Smith and Keenan McCardell for top ten at least. Top, yeah, for for top ten pass mm-hmm. catching years. They're going to blow by every other receiver who's ever suited up, which says a few things. Jimmy and Keenan were good, and we are terrible. That's awesome, uh, Matt. Just before we get out of here, uh, Gator football. Where are you on Billy Napier? I mean, you. you listen. When do we? Get, when does Dorian come on? Tuesdays, Wednesday, or Wednesday, 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 right? During, or is it tomorrow? E for uh, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, because um, well, here's the deal. I, this is the only thing that I would say. I feel like uh, I know he's d- doing great recruiting, but man, it sure feels like he's in over his head on the field. And and that can happen to first year guys when they when they're under talented. Okay, and they're under talented because the one thing that I will say is this: it, the groundswell to get rid of Dan Mullen was led in part by the fact that he wasn't recruiting. Okay. Well, he just quit. And Dan Mullen just flat out quit. And aside from the quitting during last year, he he was not a recruit. He didn't love recruiting. We didn't have good recruiting classes. They were always fluffed up because we had three or four guys who were never going to end up on campus. And so we made a coaching change because our old coach couldn't recruit good enough. Uh-huh. It's kind of hard to hold the new coach to a standard in year one when the reason we got him is because the players we decided were, that we were getting weren't good enough. But that being said, we just went a whole year of Gator football. Not one time in game did I go, "Wow, Billy, good call. Yeah, wow, yeah, good decision." I know, man. That that concerns it, me. I, I'm I'm damn near ready to check out on college football. This NIL stuff sucks. It is it, ruining it, college sports. You got to recruit your own players I, now. I, I I I can't disagree. It's definitely changing and it's the making game. it's making the world softer too. I mean, the second a kid approaches failure, he just bails now. Like no, I you know don't disagree with that either. Uh, hey, appreciate you pitching in. All right. What you got coming up here in the next few weeks? You. All right, good. Like yeah. it. All right, this is the uh, drill. We'll introduce you to Jaguars today. It's the Monday morning quarterback, divorcemenonly.com. Thanks to Matt Every uh, hanging out in studio with us some today. Uh, breakfast with Pacelli, uh, always fun on, on Mondays, especially in victory formation. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the rubber on the road with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. Well, uh, just we're going to get used to being in victory formation around these parts, but another victory Monday. And uh, look, if this were college football and we were before a committee, we would win any like borderline arguments about like the strength of the team, even if the record isn't quite as good, because our strength of record has to be pretty good, Tony. We're beating good teams. That's also another good sign pointing toward the future. Well, yeah, and it, uh, the what is happening right now with the Jacksonville Jaguars is another example of why ten times out of ten, hundred times out of a hundred, I prefer the NFL game to the college game. That the Jaguars can be in the position they were in three weeks ago and be legitimate competitors for not only a playoff spot, but to be maybe the team in the AFC, I want nothing to do with them 
going into the playoffs too. College football just doesn't have space for it. Yeah. Once well, you get that second loss, it's done. Hopefully that changes some with the playoff. But yeah. to your point, with 130 teams, that also that second loss is still yeah. going to kill a lot. And of it teams. gets you into that attitude of when your team is out of something. Yeah. What's the point of playing yeah, the rest uh, of the year? It, and it, a lot of fans have that. And, 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 and in the NFL, co- you don't. And in college, they might say, "All right, I'll just go over here." Or yeah. at the NFL, you got to keep playing. This is no, your life, your career. You'll end up not. Not playing football for a living if you're it not careful. It is so good in the city right now. It just now. feels like yeah. the, 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 you know, we've been waiting on it. It feels like the turn has happened. Now it's just a matter of, you know, how many accolades do we get? How many wins? How many deep runs? I I would bet a lot of money that the Jaguars are a playoff. It, you know, assuming that the quarterback stays healthy. And yeah. No, for sure. That they're a playoff team. I'd bet a lot of money. Seven of the next ten years the Jaguars are a playoff team. That they win four or five division titles in the next ten years. I You just... If you get one of those guys and he ends up being all those, you know, those platitudes that you assigned him, mm-hmm. that's what happens. There, You cannot find a great quarterback who is not loaded with success, yeah. you know, team-wise. They well, just don't exist. Well, and it exist. felt last week we talked about it coming out of the Titans game. Like, it was them really planting that flag for the first time, right? The the Peterson-Lawrence combination that the rest of the AFC South is going to have to get ready to deal with it for a while going into the future, and then to have that kind of win and that kind of comeback fashion yesterday, to get that kind of win in overtime against the Dallas Cowboys, who are among the four or five best teams coming into this week in the National Football League in your home stadium, and the Titans lose, so now you control everything, right? As far as your fate for the playoffs, it's all in your hands going forward. Now, if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, I mean, yeah, it does feel like the the future of the division and maybe the now in the division is the Jacksonville Jaguars, and we'll see if they can take advantage of that opportunity yeah. here in the next three weeks. Yeah. Um, look, all, all, to put it in its context, and there are so many ways, you can sometimes even reach for exact words that you haven't used already or will be used. But at the end of the day, when is the last time that the Jaguars got the football back with a minute to go at 80 yards that you thought, oh, yeah, we're scoring? That's what Trevor Lawrence. That's why having that quarterback. The last does. month. That's yeah, the last. That's time. it. And right. That's it. For and, a long time. And 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 that's where we are now. So yeah. guess what? If they go to the Jets and they're down twenty to sixteen with three minutes to go, and you get the ball, you know what we're gonna think? Let's go get the touchdown. Give us a uh, shot. You don't always get it, but yesterday I think you know in some ways losing that football and the fumble and then getting it back and having to do it again, it almost makes for a better experience as you build you know, build this team and these successes uh, on top of each other. All right, Jaguars today, uh, you got you got Mike, obviously, Mike and Tony. What else we got on this? Uh, but we're just you, reacting. That's enough. Yeah, that's we're enough. reacting to what's yeah. going on with this team right that's now. That's enough. Yeah. All right, um, Jaguars today is coming up next. That's going to do it for the Monday Morning Quarterback brought to you by DivorcementOnly.com. We will see you tomorrow.